Welcome to This Guy's Sick. I am Sam Valentine, and today I'm being joined by the other members of the Musketeers, because there's only three of us, so we're the three Musketeers this time. We've got D'Artagnan, aka Christopher Kayla Ladyway. What's up? And Doc Tanyan. Doc Tanyan. Doc Tanyan, yeah. Doc Tanyan, you know, that's a new one. He's, he was an 80s cartoon. <laughs> Doc Tanyan and the Musker Hounds. Ah. Because, because of your long hair and the way he used to tie his ears back. It makes sense for I mean, you to be dog ten. You know, my, my long hair is fucking fabulous. So, and today we are talking about the the end of this current gen as it's on its way out. The end of an era, boys. It's going out with a bang, I think. I think looking back at it and the stuff we're going to dig into, it is going out with a bang. Yeah, um, I'd say and so. other people yeah. that have gone out with a bang, they haven't actually gone out. They're still they're still with us. <laughs> yeah. You know, our friends at Square Postings. So I just want to give a shout out to them. Oh, boys. As always. Uh, our friends at Ultima. I don't know if you guys know Ultima and the Night Sky Prince and uh, his I'm crew there. All really lovely people, so I'll give them a shout out. And then a new group uh, recently sprung up, which is Breath of Fire Fish Posting, which is Corey and Carrie and Zavi who listens. Zavi's been listening to this for a while. And those guys, and those guys are all really cool, so I'll give them a shout out too. So, yeah, sh- shout out, guys. Yeah, now Love. you can sit there and say you've been mentioned on a mediocre podcast with drunk guys on so so love love the square posting lot love some of the stuff they come out with always like to see stuff on ultima and you know we love ryan to pieces yeah boy and yeah i've not not heard of this fish posting one why fish posting because you do lots of fishing in breath of fire all right you sure, sure right. it's not a 15 group no no there's better fishing in breath of fire games than there is in final fantasy 15 I mean, way not, better way better fishing mini games yeah, and it's weird because with Breath of Fire in particular, because people are posting pictures of their their re get. Some people are just getting into the franchise now, or some people are, I haven't played that in years and buying it. And uh, someone in their in the Breath of Fire chat that I'm in posted the British PAL cover of Breath of Fire Three, and it reminded me instantly of when I first got that game. And the story the story is this: it's quite. I may have said this before, but years and years ago. I was still at school, so that's how fucking long ago it was. My friend Kurt and I were like huge RPG nerds, and we like, I've got Grandia, I've got the, like trying to find and hunt them. And he came into school one day, and he was like, fuck, I found Breath of Fire 3. They got Breath of Fire 3 in the, in the shop in Welling. And I was like, in the game shop in Welling? He's like, yeah, it's, and it's really cheap. They've got it for like 15 quid. The game had only been out for about six months at that point. But what people would have to remember with a lot of independent game shops back then is popular games were all people were really buying the niche stuff didn't sell so well so if they had a game for six months and it was like 40 40 pounds and they dropped it down to 15 because they just want to get fucking rid of it so yeah i'm gonna pick it up tomorrow and uh kurt was about 20 stone at the age of 15 so i kind of knew that he's slow and he used to walk home so he's like tomorrow i'm gonna pick up pick up it's 15 quid so i'm like hmm okay <laughs> I for I want it you know he's told me where to get it he's told me where it is I know he's a slow cunt so I can outrun him was the theory so that night I went home and because my, my parents had separated my dad used to give me a, a, an allowance he's meant to pay my mum this like maintenance money but once I got to about 14, he started giving it to me to sort myself out. Because my mum was just a pain in the ass with food, with shit I wanted. She would just not 
do it, right? My sister, she'd do everything. She'd get anything she wanted. But with me, it was like, you bastard, you're a pain in the ass. You just play video games all fucking evening. You're not getting it. So my dad started giving it to me. So that night, I said, I phoned him up and was like, Dad, can I get my money now? I know you only give it, you give it to me on Friday. And it's like Wednesday. But can you come and give it to me now? And he's like, well, yeah, I'm working quite a lot this week. So I can probably pop it around. So he came around and popped it around. So the next day... I had the 15 quid to just go and get the game. I got to school all day. I'm like itching to get out of fucking school because I knew the race was on. And like Kurt sat there and he's got his money. He's like waving himself like in the heat. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to go get this game. And he was like, oh, it's, it's, it's Breath of Fire 3. It's going to be fucking excellent. I can't wait to play it. School ends and I, can, and I knew what class he was in and I was nearer to the exit. I fucking ran out of school I literally ran out I could see him in the distance behind me and I'm just legging it legging it legging it I'm like out of breath I had to stop like, like huffing and puffing on this pathway that leads all the way to Welling I then started sprinting more I got a little bit further on and a mate of mine was cycling past and he had them little rucks on the back of his bike so I was like let me jump on the back I jumped on the back of his fucking bike he cycled down I then got off at the end of that street which leads like you know now it's a five minute walk to this shop I sprinted all the way to the shop I rushed in there I was looking and I couldn't find it I was like fuck did he tell him to put it behind the shelf so I'm flicking through the games and then the guy's like do you need any help and I said yeah I'm looking for Breath of Fire 3 um, it's an RPG and he's like what's an RPG and I'm not, I'm not having this conversation that's what I'm looking for I just just let me do you have it and he went yeah we've got it we took it off the shelf because it wasn't selling and i was like i'll have it so i rushed to the till i pay for it i fucking walk out of there and i go to the bus stop to get home because i don't live in that area for me now it's like a fucking 20 minute bus ride home so i'm waiting at the bus stop and i'm like laughing to myself i'm ecstatic that i've got it and i'm like fuck you kurt i've got the fucking game you've got it so I get on the bus when it pulls up and as I get on, I look out the window and I see him, I see him come out of the shop. I see him coming out of the game shop and he looked like he's going to cry. Like he's like so gutted and he's like, Ooh, like, like really fucking stropping down the street and the bus drives off and I'm fucking crying with laughter. Like I'm stupidly happy that I beat my mate and fucking got it. And I remember maybe a week later he came out of my house and he was like, Oh, you got proof of fire free. And I went, Oh, yeah, I've had it for a while. I just fucking completely <laughs> lied to him. Got it off eBay. And I know I know he listens, so he's going to know what happened to him all those years Aww. back. He's going to be upset. Because not only did I call him a fat cunt on this episode, I've also told him what I did to him back then. So <laughs> You laughed at his pain. I laughed at his pain. So that's my little Breath of Fire story. Oh, <laughs> that poor boy. And as we gave a shout-out to Fish Posting, I thought that's a nice little... Yeah. A little story to I mean, share. I've, I've not actually played a Breath of Fire game. Uh, you so. should. I mean, if you've got a working PS1, I can lend you Breath of Fire 4. <laughs> uh, I've got a working PS2. That'll do. Because yeah, that <laughs> um, when I was helping Max clean out his old place, hmm. he had like his like shelf full of games. So if you want it, you just take them. Flick through it, and I was like, right, Fire Warrior, Breath of Fire Thor. Thor? Thor. Breath of Fire Thor. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And he had fucking Metal Gear Solid Four. Well, I've 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 got his old fucking um, physical copies of Full Metal Alchemist, not Brotherhood, original Full Metal Alchemist. Nice. Now that shit, that's a rare anime these days. I would have taken his collector's copy of DMC Four if it wasn't on fucking Xbox. 
It also didn't help that some of the shit he had was in real shoddy condition. Like, most of it wouldn't have played. Mm. We, had, we had all the good stuff. It's like, you're not supposed <laughs> to use your games as coasters? No. Oh, fuck. Or literally get annoyed with them and fling them across a room? My cousin used to do that with his games. He would just put them, he would just put them down on the side, face down, Ugh. and then put things, on to- put things on top of them. So now they're, like, weighted and on the table, rattling, and rattling around. They used to be like, what are you doing? And um, speaking of that, I remember I lent them Final Fantasy VIII, which I don't really care about. <laughs> and I hadn't even completed it yet. It came, and I was like, this is shit. I, I got, like, maybe three discs into it, and I was like, I do not want to play this anymore. What a fucking letdown. So they had an N64, and I didn't have a Nintendo. And I was like, well, I suppose I can lend you some games for your PlayStation. I said, but, but you haven't got anything I want to play. So they're like, um... What about a 64? So he lent me a whole console just to borrow like Final <laughs> Fantasy 8. But when my 8 came back, the disc was fucked. And it, and it was disc 1 would not play at all. I mean, you're not really missing much, to be honest. No. no. But it yeah, meant that's, that's, that's where Squall dies anyway. That's where meant, the game ends. It meant if I wanted to start it from scratch, I now couldn't because well. the game was fucked. And I had my save there and I could play the later discs. But the scratch on it was so deep that when I took it to the shop to get repaired, he looked at it and he was like, no, like, that's not, like, we cannot repair this. I was like, fuck. See, like, I I used to work in Blockbusters and they had a disc cleaning machine for, like, cleaning up scratches and things. And some people, like, they don't understand how that shit works. Like, they're not cleaning a scratch off. It's not as easy as wiping off a fingerprint. Well, they're not even filling it. They're scraping layers off the disc. Oh, so right. that there's basically the way the way it works is all the information is technically on the image side of the disc and on the other side of it is where you see everything and like you're you're filtering through the the layers of the disc itself and if you scratch it you it can't read what's underneath the disc so what this what this system is doing is it's scratching layers off just peeling yeah so that it's just a, a layer with no scratches anymore the problem is so many people would have massive fucking laser burns, and laser burns you can't get off. That you're, you're fucked at that point. People are like, oh, can't you fix it? It's like, no, it's laser burned. I'm telling you, we can't fix it. But then you get people who come in, and there's just fucking gouges on the other side with all the <laughs> Did information. Did you take a fucking knife to this? Well, yeah, and like you can see all the way through the disc and out the other side, and it's like, yeah, that's this fucked. Is fucked. <laughs> it is truly boned. Can you fix it? It's weird. Here is a new copy of the game. <laughs> yeah, it's going to cost you 20 quid to buy a new one. I had a, I had a friend who had a copy of Tomb Raider that the edge of the disc, around the ring of the disc, the edge, was like dented and bits missing and it played perfectly fine. And I'm thinking, how the fuck does that work? Because it hadn't damaged any of the info. And yeah. you don't need that bit to make the disc spin because that's not how it works. In fact, that bit's there just for no reason, right? It's almost like a space taken up by nothing. Pretty much. And uh, yeah, and I just remember him playing it, and he, I was like, can I, can I borrow it? I haven't played, I think it was Tomb Raider 3, and I was like, I haven't played Tomb Raider 3 yet. And he's like, yeah, sure. And he gave me this thing, and I was like, this looks like a fucking ninja star. What have you <laughs> done to it? It's fucked. And I, I remember just saying to him, like, I'm not borrowing it. And the reason I didn't want to borrow it is I didn't want to hand it back and him go, you did that. I was like, yeah, I think I'll pass on your fucked up game. Fucking speaking of spiders, I fucking I, I used to deal with those with my BB gun. Just fully automatic rifle. Just There's one in the corner of the room. I'm not going near that. The BBs will do it for me. No, no I like them. I, I leave them. Oh, I leave spiders. 
Spiders are my one biggest fear. Yeah. Nothing else I'm afraid of. Well, I got sad the other day. I got a spider on my windowsill and it, and it, it laid eggs and died. I was a bit sad. It'd been there. It'd been there all summer, getting rid of flies, just doing its own thing. And my miss is like you; she fucking hates them, right? But because I, I kept saying to her, "But look, look how little flies there are in the, the flat. We've got a fucking shop below us that sells like a cafe and shit." All last summer, we we're constantly spraying fucking flies down. Now we haven't got to do any of that because this one spider is just catching all of them. And then after a while, she was like, oh, I suppose it's all right. And then we saw it getting bigger and it was growing. And and she, and she But that cured her of her fear of them because she was looking at it, not like a pet, but looking at it going, oh, like watching what it does, watching it like wrap them up and drag them off into its little hole. Because it didn't have like one of the big webs like that. It had like one of those funnel webs where things land on it. It comes out and it drags them inside. And it was tiny. It was like this big. And then it ended up being about this big. And then it laid its eggs and died. I don't think you're selling it to Jake. I, I've I've <laughs> I've been sat through documentaries and shit before. I've seen tarantulas in person and shit, and it I just it doesn't do it. No. I, like I am so deadly afraid of spiders. Like nothing is getting rid of that. I'm I'm. Well, it's genuinely... one of our inherent built-in fears, right? As humans, yeah, to scare the shit that because we don't know what they the damage they can do to us. It's just built into us because they were back in fucking when humans were living in caves. Shit like that could kill you. Mate, I'm, still can. I'm still like can, a fucking yeah. ninja when there's a spider, right? Fucking a spider appears and fucking I, I, I was at my ex's at one point and we were at the at the door because she used to smoke and we were at the door of the fucking thing and she turns around and goes, oh, there's a spider there and she turns around and I'm at the top of her stairs like I'm gone, I'm out. <laughs> nope. I'm bad. I'm bad with spiders. I really am. I mean, after gaming the other week, you didn't have to jump out of your fucking skin. <laughs> yeah, me, me and Chris were after one of our D&D sessions. We were fucking stood chatting because we, we walk up the road and we sit and chat for a bit. And there was this fucking massive spider that started crawling up the side of the wall next to him. And I was gone, like, nap. <laughs> Just other side of the road immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to know a chick who was like that with butterflies and moths. I love butterflies. Oh, she would butterflies fucking... so metal. They she are. would run, like, into the road. If she saw one that came fluttering past. And it all boiled down to when she was a kid, a moth getting into the shower while she was in it and getting caught in her hair. And she didn't realise. And her sitting down and this moth just crawling over her face <laughs> and her just screaming. And ever since then, she couldn't see. She like just seeing one would put her into a fucking panic, you know? Or, or even a daddy long legs. Anything that would just flutter across like that, yeah. she would fucking run a mile. And I, I, I'd witnessed her run into the road with cars coming because of a fucking butterfly. And it's be like, look at it, it's nice. What are you talking about? It's what, a fucking butterfly. What I don't get, what I really don't get, and this, this is one of my fucking biggest like confusions in life generally, I don't get people who like butterflies and hate moths. Moths are night butterflies with fur coats. That's all they fucking are. I, I, I made an epic kill on a moth <laughs> once though. An epic kill on one. I saw it fly towards me, and I, I think I thought it was a bat. It was fucking huge. And I like bats, right? So I don't know why I did what I did. And I just grabbed this hairbrush and went bang and hit it like I was fucking playing cricket. Just <laughs> swung it, or more like baseball, or, or table tennis. How you pong a fucking ping pong across the table. And just went whack like that. And I heard the noise. It just made like a huge, like, sound i looked and this thing was impaled through the fucking spines on the hairbrush. it was fucked but it was literally like half the size of my fist this fucking moth was huge 
He had some real big moths. I think yeah. the biggest one that I've seen was when we went on holiday fucking years ago. And if I can find the picture of it, I'll bring it up. I'll bring it and show you two. I'll like put it up on the group. And we put a CD up to it next to comparison, and it was an inch wider than the CD. Yeah, I mean, I went to you know, you know, them, like butterfly huge. farms and shit you can go to. Yeah, I went to one of them when I was a kid, and there was a moth there that was like eating a banana because it was a fruit moth, and this thing was like the size of a human fucking head. Like the body was about as thick as this microphone, and its wings were fucking gigantic. And I remember seeing that as a kid, thinking, oh, like. It's a fucking I'm Pokemon, I'm going to catch it. I, I just, yeah, exactly. Swing <laughs> a ball at yeah. it. Throw a Pokeball at it, yeah. But I just remember thinking, if this thing flies at me, I'm punching it. <laughs> That's <laughs> the first thing I went. And I'm, I've never been scared of moss, but when things do fly near me, I will fucking instantly, like instinctively strike out. Well, it's just a reflex. Everything, right? so, anything that comes out will just bang, fuck off, like, you know, straight away. Yeah. It's, it's a typical reaction, though. But if, uh, My missus has the same reaction to Maybugs. Yeah, she fucking hates them. Yeah, but Maybugs are fucking they stupid are creatures. Like they are, it's such a retarded existence. It's it's not. They're like, what is it? They live like a fucking month, if that. If that, and all they do is just fly around and be annoying and die and then die. Like what the fuck? I mean, I, I prefer it if like dragonflies live for a month. They're cool. Yeah, dragonflies are pretty nice. Yeah, I don't know. There's some. It's, for me, the only fucking bug I don't like are flies. I hate. Them. That's because flies are cunts. I hate yeah. them with a passion. I will fucking hunt them in my house if I see one. I, f- I cannot fucking stand them. Like one will come. I'll, I'll just spot a hint of it. It will bother me. I'll have to find the fucking thing and kill it. Yeah. Like it, it, they just bother me all fucking day if I know one's there. I won't sleep if I if I see one and I can't find it. I'm up hunting the bastard. So that's why I like spiders so much because they fucking kill them. Scared the shit out of Nick the other week. Actually, we had a, there was a fly in the fucking in the in the kitchen. Uh, we were, we were making coffees and fucking I just took this magazine that was just on the table next to the uh, next to where the kettles and shit are, and just, uh, just slammed it on the floor. Huge loud whack, and he was like, "What the fuck was that?" Fly. <laughs> Jumped but, out of his skin. Bugs is an interesting topic as we say goodbye to the next gen, current gen. Because before we actually celebrate it, I want to ask you both, what was the buggiest piece of shit on this gen that you played? For me, it was Anthem. Oh, I, I didn't touch Anthem. I uh, wasn't... I'd say probably Fallout 4, cause, but then again, it's a Bethesda game. They're all, they're all buggy. They are messes. All buggy, yeah. Actually, I'd say Fallout 76 was more buggy oh, than shit. 4. I never played Fallout it. Fallout 76 so. was full of bugs. Yeah. It's I'd say seven, 76 was worse than 4 for bugs. No, nah, just hidden features. Um. <laughs> but that's how I used um. to view Fallout 4, like with Fallout 3, and New Vegas was fucking full of bugs as well. I never used to notice the bugs. And the reason being, the games were so janky and weird anyway at points. Yeah. And like they, Fallout games, like gameplay-wise, have never played really well. Like... The well, way you would jump, basic. the way you would do something. Yeah, it's really basic. That I would I would end up not noticing bugs unless they were bugs that interfered with quests. Mm. And then I would notice them. And the more and although that came out originally on the gen before, the ultimate edition or the deluxe complete edition of Skyrim. Still yeah, Skyrim ha- was buggy. When that came oh, out yeah. on this gen and it was like the ultimate version of them, it still had the same bugs that were in the fucking original version of the game that they patched out from patches on that game that were still in this and it's like what did they do that, not take the fully patched version the thing is is that because it was a separate engine for the special edition all of the old patches didn't work anymore 
But you would think when they made when they ported it over, they should have ported the complete patched version over. You'd think so, wouldn't you? To the new engine, they um, didn't. They took the base game and ported it. Over. It's like what? I mean, they, they probably wanted to add like the patches DLC for the fucking store. Yeah, I mean, thank fuck for the unofficial <laughs> Skyring patch mod team. Yeah. To, to be fair, like there, there's a lot of there's a lot of bugs they leave in on purpose because they're not game breaking, but they are funny. Like with the fucking the troll when it just smashes you and you, you get launched up, up into the, the sky. They left that in just because it's funny and doesn't break the game because your your character's dead anyway. Yeah, true. Because um, it's like it's something like the damage. If the damage overflows from your health, whatever the overflow is ends up launching you for some reason. And like the more overflow damage you take, the further, the further you, fly. you go. <laughs> Which is actually quite funny in a way. But thinking about it, there's actually a game that's more buggy than any of these, which is Goat Simulator. But that's now, deliberately buggy, right? Well, it's... No. That's that's the funny thing. It wasn't supposed to be as buggy as it is. However, they left the bugs in on purpose because it's funnier. And they just became memes. Yeah. yeah. The, the whole the whole game is basically just a massive fucking meme. Because like, you, you could run up to things and lick it with the, the, your tongue as the goat. And your tongue would stick to that thing. And then if you run, that thing will just fucking follow you, just slapping around on the tongue. Unless it's something like a car. Which point you get stuck to the car and the and car takes along, you. Yeah. But like you could you could find a Ferris wheel on one of the levels in this game. And if you stick your tongue to the bottom of the Ferris wheel, it drags you with it. But there was a bug that could happen where you'd get the goat's head stuck in the bottom of the car and you couldn't get it out. <laughs> And some of the shit that, that happens in this game is fucking hilarious. But like, but yeah. I'd say that's the buggiest one because they just don't patch the bugs on purpose. And yeah, because they wanted them. Yeah. Maybe when they originally made the game, they didn't want bugs. But when people played the game and were like, this is fucking wonderful for being so weird yeah. because of the bugs. They're like, don't fix them. Like that, that game, getting put out of map happens so easily. You yeah. can just get yeeted by a fan or something into the sky and yeah. land wrong. And then you're out of bounds. And you're like, what the fuck? And even out of bounds, there randomly seems to be things you can interact with. And it's almost like they put them there on purpose. I have to say, one game that was a fucking bug-ridden mess when it launched, fixed it after a few patches, was Last Guardian. I haven't played that. It's very good, but when they released it, the companion that you have to order around wouldn't listen to you. <laughs> or you tell it to stay somewhere so you can use it as a platform to get onto a level above you, and it would move and eat you with it. So basically, thick fuck AI then. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Speaking of thick fuck AI, the fucking the alien game. Eh? Oh, God. <laughs> Did you know the whole fucking reason the AI in the alien game was so shit is because someone left a typo in the code? Oh, that's... Um, what Colonial Marines? Yeah, Colonial Marines. That's the one. I was gonna say the, the, typo the, the AI the in isolation code. was really fucking good. Yeah. Once, once someone went in and took the typo out of the code, the AI was fine. <laughs> yeah, but by that point, the damage was already been done oh. by like f- fucking what five years? Yeah, big time. Yeah, they fucked up Colonial Marines. But isolation. Speaking of that gen, I know was that, fucking was, that was on, on everything, right? That was on Xbox. Everything. That game yeah, exactly. really, really did for me show me what the new gen could do was mm. playing that that was the first game that made me stand up and go holy fuck because it looked so good and i know the levels and the and the design of it were were linear like there wasn't a massive open world you were just on the ship and that's basically it and you had different parts of the ship to go to but fuck me that game it made such good use of its lighting its shadows um the ai obviously and the way it could convey atmosphere, 
like with how the androids and shit were with you at points where they just go haywire and attack you and shit i think a nice setting they had in isolation was when you could hook your headset up to it and any noise you made the alien could hear yeah so that's a good idea i think i think they should do that in more horror games to be honest because yeah, i to hold your cool breath idea. when you're playing it like mm, like shit like amnesia yeah man that'd be good see one speaking of linear games like that's one of the things that i i like linear games because i find in a lot of linear games there's a lot more effort put into the level design and the the enemies and all that kind of shit like people are always like oh it's a linear game it sucks why what is wrong with a linear game because some games not an open world sandbox so therefore it's inferior we've become so used to sandboxes and i'm i'm somewhere stuck between the middle i'd love to play a devil may cry game that wasn't linear not sandbox but just open and big like an arkham game almost so you could it was still like a map that had about had a boundary but you could go wherever you want yeah which is technically sandbox because of the way arkham is with the streets and the like there are areas that you have to find other ways through there are there are buildings to go in and out of they really changed the arkham city really changed how those sort of games were in comparison to your typical um sandbox games like grand theft auto arkham felt very different Playing a game like that, if you were, if you could have a game where it was a city overrun with demons, and you were Dante, the game would be the shit. It would be so much fucking fun. That would be cool. See, that's how I thought they were going to do five when they announced it was going to have multiplayer. Co-op. Yeah, that that multiplayer was a fucking poor excuse there was, for multiplayer. There was only one mission in the entire game where you can fight alongside someone else, and it's towards the end. Yeah, you basically just end up on a level with the same person somewhere else because each character has their own fucking linear level yeah. to play which is like that's not that's not multiplayer but that was again like thinking back because we did we've only ever done one game of the year show last year that was the first time we ever did it and obviously yeah. Devil May Cry was on there Resident Evil Remake was on there this year looking at the games that are out, I think I'm going to have to give it to Persona 5 Royale, honestly, for me. Of all the games I've played this year so far, that was probably the one I enjoyed the most. And then Tony Hawk's remake. See, my only problem with giving it to something like Persona 5 Royale, and don't get me wrong, I loved it. Because it's a remastered version of a game that's already been out. I don't like it when they turn around and say, Game of the Year is X remastered, or you know, this, which is the same game with a small expansion, which could have just been a DLC, but wasn't. I don't like it when they do that, because they're not they're not praising the new games. They're praising an old game that's been redone. Yeah. Which I, I just don't agree with. But then with something like Tony Hawk's remaster, it's not a remaster, it's a remake. Well, yeah, because they've, they've done it from the ground up. Yeah, and day. like, you know, with 7R, it's a remake. Like, some people could argue, you can't give it to that under the logic of... But Final Fantasy VII already came out. But that's that's the thing, though. But the story is separate. The the Seven remake is a very different game to what the original Seven was at yeah. the end of the day. And it's not like, even a remake; it's a fucking sequel. So. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, don't get me started on that. But at, at the so, end what of would day, you give right? it to? Obviously, it's not going to be Seven R. I know you was really hyped for it and enjoyed it, but you're like me. Where time's gone on, you're like, fuck, they could have done this better. Yeah, like at, at the end of the day, I still really enjoyed it. I still really liked Seven R overall. I'm just disappointed with the directions that they went in, mainly from story. Gameplay-wise, other than a few potential improvements, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, there, there was a few... From the gameplay, if they just give the battle a few tweaks, jump, 
Yes. Being the bigger <laughs> one. Yes. The ability that when you would actually, because it, it took time to charge your ATB, having that be interrupted by like an enemy doing some small little no damage fucking thing just pissed me off at points. I, I did get wound up by that, but at the same time, I... But you couldn't interrupt the enemy charging up. You would just keep hitting it, and then it would uh, still hit you anyway. You could, but you had to use the right things to effectively hit their weakness. But it was harder, because you had to yeah, make sure it, you were using the weak attacks. But it didn't work like that with you, right? No. Like, they were you could just, hit with fucking anything. You could, be, you could <laughs> be just about to cast your magic spell to heal yourself, to stop yourself dying, and just get hit with like a lame thing that does like 17 damage. Yeah, and it interrupts really it, the and then thing. you've lost your ATB bar. Or, or it just makes you stop and you have to recast it like something just yeah, a little which, tweak there with that it, it that was a bit annoying but i, I didn't find it and a better lock-on fucking system because yeah. the lock-on in this game was shit so yeah. the, the one that got me was the fucking i do wish that there was a little bit of a buffer between you losing an effect before you can gain it again case in point being um, the fucking sahawagin when they cast turn you into a fucking frog well because like oh i've just removed it and i'm a frog again and I haven't got the ATB to remove it. Yeah, essentially just like a, a short immunity. would, Especially for stuff like Frog, that was a little bit of a piss take. Especially when you play on fucking hard. Hmm. Or get hit with silence as well. I was quite lucky because I went into hard with the really, really disgusting accessory already. <laughs> Because I, I, I'd, I'd level capped, done everything, gotten all my master material and everything before starting hard, which meant I was able to do the, the fucking the hard set of fights in the hard version of the. Yeah, see, I started doing that thing. as well in the, oh, the Coliseum arena. thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a there's another one Chadley's. in Shimura Oh, the fucking building, VR training. The VR yeah. training. Um, I already had the Gotadamarung, which means that you you build your limit break up automatically, but you start every fight with a limit break. That's disgusting. Yeah, so I started every fight with a limit break. Doesn't it also hard. give you a stupid boost to all of your stats? Uh, like not, your resistances? Not a stupid boost. It does I think it gives you a boost, but the main thing it does is it charges your limit break constantly, and you start every fight with one. And it, it just a lot of the fights became trivial because even the basic enemies, which are supposed to be challenging and hard. I just immediately used Ascension and fucking murdered everything. I did find hard mode in that as we were on this 7R. It wasn't so much that they made the battles harder. They just gave the enemies more life. And the strategy wouldn't really yeah. change much. If you beat them on easy or medium or classic or whatever, no, it was it was normal, classic, and hard, right, I think? Uh yeah, class. Well, classic was classic, the easy mode. Classic yeah. was easy, normal. Yeah, hard. And Pretty much. so, it, and it just meant that like you would go through the motions more. Uh, like they had easy as well. So easy was a separate function. Oh, was it? But yeah. Class, yeah. Classic mode made it easy difficulty. Yes. Do, you know, I played a bit on classic mode um, <laughs> because I didn't care about platinum and getting all the things. There were points in the game where I was like, if I need to go for a piss and I need to do something, I don't want to have to pause like worry about what i do when i come back out of pause which obviously in that game if you're in a battle and you have to pause suddenly you're in when you come back you're like what was i doing am i about to get hit what was my strategy what was i playing as and in those moments i would switch it over to classic pause go and do what i'm doing have a dump yeah. make a cup of tea whatever it is i'm up to 
come back. And when I come back, I know I'm not getting yeeted as soon as I come out of pause. And that was something that I just thought was a real nice option. But then as soon as you turn it to classic, even if you turn it back, you've defaulted your playthrough to on, easy. On to, to easy, yeah. And you won't get the, the platinums for it. And then once I actually finished the game and I knew what the extra content was, I was like, they're really... This, oh, don't worry about Endgame, there's plenty of it, was kind of a lie. Yeah, there was very, very little after you finished. Like, having hard mode only unlock after you finish the game, especially the way they built hard mode, I understand. But at the same time, that's not really what most people would consider Endgame content. No. Go back and get files. I don't fucking care about those files. It's like, you know what if I, I want to read do those files, I'll just look them up. Fight Hellhouse. With limited MP. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing they did with with it. Oh, you can't you can't cure yourself this way. You can't do that. That they just sort of made. They didn't make it harder. They just made it like more of a bastard to play. That they took features away from you rather than make the enemies harder. And yeah. that's not like, what I want from a hard mode. I want a hard mode like in Devil May Cry, where you're getting really challenged. You've still got all the shit you normally have. But the boss is just fucking more difficult. The game is just harder. The game throws a real challenge at you. Or if you're playing something like Skyrim and you jump up your difficulty level and suddenly the things that you're yeeting with ease are now a struggle mm. and you've got to think yeah. more. Seminar didn't do that. It just said we're turning this off and we're taking this away and we're going to up the the um, uh, the HP on a boss. And, I mean, and When I did my playthrough, fucking Rufus kicked my ass on normal. I think he's the hardest boss in the fight for me. Rufus. It's just because the amount of counters he can do. Like, I I didn't find Rufus as hard as some people seem to have, but then again, I was... The thing the thing that ends up actually working really well against him is using the Ascension counter. Not Ascension counter. The fucking Punisher mode counter. That ends up being really strong against him, and I was abusing that all the way through the game. Um, a lot of people had a, a lot of trouble with Hellhouse, both on normal and on hard. Hellhouse, I didn't have that much trouble with no, on normal. I didn't. I didn't either. Was the thing. So, like, oh, you need to hit it with ice. Sweet. Well, yeah. Everyone kept telling me before I got to it, oh, Hellhouse is really hard. You're gonna be stuck on it for ages. And I beat it first time. Same. And I was like, huh? This was hard. I, what you do is you would spam the shit out of it, fuck it up. I'd flip over to to Aerith, heal, and then go back and fuck it up more. And that was yeah. it. I like, had more trouble fighting the Behemoth. Yeah, Behemoth was a harder fight than Hellhouse was. Not necessarily a hard fight, but I think the only thing that really gave me a particularly big challenge in that game was Bahamut. He was a fucker on hard. Yeah, see, I never bothered with Bahamut. See, I, I actually liked the challenge of that fight because you really had to know what you were doing to really like get into that fight, and I enjoyed how it worked. Except for obviously when you have to like jump to attack him because the fucking the game needs a jump button. Yeah. What's the jump button? <laughs> but yeah, and, I, and the the other thing with it as well is, and I'll, I'll mention it with Bahamut and some of the unlockables. I fucking hate unlockables in games that are locked behind challenges rather than wit. You look at the original seven; nothing is locked off behind a physical challenge. Um, it's locked off behind maybe the battle square, but then you've just say, got to keep. Yeah, but you could just keep. Slash. But you could just keep going, right? You could be shit, 
and you could just keep going in and out, in and out, fighting things, and only getting as, like it's going to take you a while. Yeah. But even then, the battle square was not as hard as fucking oh, some no. of the battles but, in this, right? Battle, battle square was easy if you weren't an, a fucking idiot. At yeah. the end of the day, and that's the, and again, that's for Cloud's ultimate finish. Like, there's nothing too hard with that. But that's that's the thing. The only things that you get from doing the Bahamut in the remake is obviously the Bahamut material, which you don't need in any way. Yeah. And if you do the hard, hard one where you fight all five summons one after the other, um, oh no, four summons one after the other, then you get the fucking, the, effectively the Proud Clod. Fucking, and that's how you get Gotadamarong. You don't need Gotadamarong. It just makes the game easier. But if you, were to, one, if you were but... to look at, like, say, Original Seven. If you yeah. want to get Vincent, for example, you don't have to smash your way through something to do it. You have to follow them fucking notes, unlock the safe, fight the thing in a safe, which isn't a hard battle, you know. If it is if, if you've you're got, under-leveled, it that is if one you're, will but fuck then, you up. But then that's an RPG in general, if you're under-leveled. Like, lost, lost Number. Actually, Lost Number was a cleverly challenging one. Yeah, because if you fuck it up with... Um, if you start with attack, magic, yeah, it you, becomes physical afterwards. Yeah, so you've got a... Or if you start with physical and then you've got hardly any good magic spells, you're going to be yeah. there for a long fucking time. Which I actually thought was a really clever fight. I liked the way they did that. But we're, we're going off on a bit of a tangent. I... Well, it's, we're, we're talking about this gen, and this is one of the yeah. games that's on the... Uh, one thing 7R did do is be on our minds for a long time. Well, yeah, but like... I Even the people that hate it, it are still on their mind, you know? Like, I definitely wouldn't, I wouldn't put it as game of the year because it just wasn't that good for me it was it was one of my my favorite games of the year but i'm still disappointed in its story direction yeah but then if you want a game that i was impressed with completely in fact this would be my game of the year ghost of tsushima i loved it to pieces i loved the aesthetic the story the characters the atmosphere of the game just there was nothing about that game that offended me or upset me in any way i just thought it was amazing yeah, and that's one thing that the I haven't played it yet, so I've I've got it. It just arrived, so I'm gonna start it next week, yeah. which is why when I I put out like a preliminary eight games so far this year, yeah. but there is still shit I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Valhalla. I'm gonna play Ghost of Tsushima. I've got um, Hades to play on the Switch, which is a roguelike that, that everyone's good. fucking raving about. I've I've heard a lot about this, and people keep saying it's really good, and I kind of want to give it a go. I kind of want to get a Switch to give it a go, but I kind of want to give it a go. And I think there's a few other games coming out this year. Like Miles Morales now is now got a PS4 version as well. I'm I'm looking forward to that because the the Marvel Spider-Man that was last year, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, that that was fucking awesome. <clears throat> that was so well done. Like the I, I platinumed that, and one I actually had to look up. What, uh, the last couple of trophies because there's some where it's like what what do I need to do and I was looking at the list and I was like use the fast travel five times I loved the game so much and I loved swinging around the city because yeah. the, the, the web swinging was so well done in that it was a bit like Spider-Man 2 on PS2 I think um, but the web swinging was so good and so much fun that I never wanted to fast travel because no, I liked I was, traveling I was the same but then once I fast traveled once the little Easter eggs they throw in to yeah. you traveling oh, were so good that I was like, actually want to see yeah. what they do. You know, and he's on his phone or someone's in a cosplay of Spider-Man standing next to him and they're just sort of looking at each other and all these cool Someone things. falling asleep on his, his arm. <laughs> that apparently in 
the PS5 version of that Spider-Man, so remastering it, the PS5 doesn't need to load for fast travel. You can just instantly fast travel. They've left it in that you can turn it on as an option to see those bits of Spider-Man on the tube. I think that's good. That's cool. They've left it as an good. option because people enjoyed them, right? And it was a for a loading screen. These are like <sighs> that's what I want from a loading screen. Something that isn't a pile of shit. Well, yeah. It's not just a blank screen with now loading on it. It's yeah, it's actually yeah. The original boring. Resident Evil games were really good for their loading screens because it would just be a door opening, right? Mm. And you would just see the door open and they'd step through. But then and it would almost trick you with the loading, screen, a loading yeah. screen. I quite liked some of the old Dragon Ball Z game ones. Like one of them, you had like Master Roshi on the uh, on the turtle, and it, he'd just be slowly spinning. But if you spin the control stick, he'll spin quicker and he'll bounce around the screen, so you could just play with the loading screen. I liked the one in Devil May Cry three. Where if um, when it was loading, if you hit either square to shoot or triangle for sword, you actually started attacking the loading screen. Oh, okay. Assassin's Creed used to have good loading screens where you just run around in the anibus in the. Oh yeah, because you, you 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 get to fuck around with your abilities or like yeah, just you play just sort of without run yeah. around yeah in, in this that like was, that wasn't bad. Run into space. the endless void. <laughs> run into the endless void. Yeah. Welcome to the void. Yeah, but it, like speak, it, speaking of Spider Man as well. With the remaster for the PS5, he's seen that they've changed his face. So many people are fucking raging about that. They're raging about because it, it just seems like a really weird thing to do. Well, I, it just didn't seem necessary. It's not necessary. They've done it because they've chosen a guy who looks a bit more like the fucking, voice actor. No, no, looks like um, the kid Tom who Holland. plays Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. It looks more like Tom Holland, and no, that's, the, the, that's what they've done. The act, the actual reason that they've officially stated is. The new face looks more like the actual voice actor. We'll just have the fucking voice actor's face to begin with. <laughs> but I didn't like what they've done with the Doc Ock. I saw the upscaled version of Doc Ock and I was like, hang on so a minute. So I haven't seen that one yet. I was like, hang on a minute. This looks worse. It looks like the same guy. It's not like they've changed it, but they've made his hairline like recede a little bit more on his head. Um, the, his skin tone is more pasty and white looking. His nose is a little bit smaller and his double chin is more pronounced, and I was like, "But this doesn't in, this doesn't make the game better." Like, if you're remastering just something, fucking like, around with the way they look, yeah, you're just making his fucking chin a bit more saggy. Like, come <laughs> on, you just had a couple of extra fucking packets of Cheetos in between. Is what you've done with him? It's a sequel. Yeah, <laughs> years later. Yeah. Well, you know, with those with those tentacles, you know, he could eat a lot. He's he's the only guy on the planet who can open a packet of crisps and feed himself without using his hands. <laughs> that and some no-armed gimp that uses their feet, you know. On his... oh. I mean, sorry, sorry to the Doc Ock might use his feet. Sorry to the sorry to the armless gimps that listen to this episode. <laughs> no offense. Like one, I never got the DLCs for Spider-Man, which I was a bit gutted about. So I might get the the version of the. Miles Morales one for PS5 that gives you the remastered Spider-Man and all the DLC just because it's just easier at this point. I mean, it's not even that game. much more expensive, so well, you yeah. may as well. I still so, hop on that game every now and then as well, Spider-Man. I still sometimes just go, mm, I'm going to swing around and rest, like, get some, beat up some motherfuckers. <laughs> I need to finish it. There are a lot of games I need to finish. Yes. I need to... Actually, yeah, legitimately, Chris, I've said a few times, you need to pull your fucking finger out I and finish to, some of these games. I need to platinum it again. Because I I plat I platinum in I platinum the game, I platinum the first two DLCs. I didn't with the third, so there's still more for me to to do. I just wish yeah I wish they did more. I I I feel like 
maybe I'm being greedy with that game, but I feel like I could have done with more DLC for mm. Spider-Man. I really, really yeah. could have. If they had said this year they were doing another three-part story in that game, I would have I I I jumped on it, you know. But obviously the reason why they aren't is because they're releasing this. And there's rumours, and I don't know how true they are, that people are saying that this was going to be a DLC. Originally when they sketched yeah. it up, the Miles part of the game... Because they're not calling this a sequel to that Spider-Man. No, they're calling it a section, like a, a side game with Miles. And the way that game ends is with Peter finding out Miles is another Spider-Man. another Spider-Man. Yeah, and they're like, "Whoa, we can do something with this, and I can help you with this." They could do a version, like you know, Gotham Knights that they're bringing out at yeah. some point soon. They could do a, a thing like that with Spider-Verse characters. Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. That would be that would be fucking awesome. I mean, there's that, plenty to choose from. After so. that movie, after the Spider Verse movie was such a hit and, and such a good fucking film, it teased the that, sequel. That and was the tits. That <laughs> Spider Verse would be a simple thing to do, right? In terms of a video game, because everyone already before that movie, people didn't know about it unless you were a comic nerd and you were you know a oh, guy yeah. like us who fucking knew about it. But people, the general public, didn't know the Spider Verse was a thing. Now you you announce. Spider-Man, Spider-Verse game, people are going to jump on that. They really are. So Spider-Man's up there for the best of this gen. Is there anything else that kind of fits for this gen that you're thinking, you know, that you're going, fuck, that was good. Obviously, God of War is one. So I really enjoy God of War. That one, I play. I played that on stream with, with Nick, um, and we went straight in on hard on that because we were like, fuck it, let's give ourselves a challenge. Let's not fuck about. Let's go straight in on a higher difficulty. And there were points in God of War where it was like, fucking hell, even on hard, it's like, some of these things are a challenge. But then, like, the hardest thing in the game is the Valkyries and the Valkyrie Queen. And we got to that. We we must have been on that for an hour, fucking just having our shit pushed in. <laughs> but that was a fun fight in the end. And we felt really accomplished when we did it. And the story gripped us the whole time. Like, we really enjoyed it. Um, and that's that's one of the things that makes me really excited for the next one. But I think... I definitely think God of War is one that should be in consideration for best games of, of the gen by anyone's standards. Yeah, they're, they're, it's hard when looking at Xbox to think of an exclusive that even comes close to the worst PlayStation exclusives. Halo! And it, because they were shit Halo games. They were not good fucking Halo <laughs> no, games. Nope. Halo Wars was good. And it's unfortunate to me that if you look at the 360, the 360 had some really good games on it. Gears like, of War 3 was fucking awesome. Halo Reach. Halo Reach Around was great. And I even like the Spartan um, Halo game, the top-down one. Oh, um, fucking Spartan, Spartan Assault. Halo Spartan Assault, I think it was called. I don't think I ever played that. It was like a top-down shooter. And you would do what you would fight wave after wave. Oh yeah, another little, one you mean on these little maps, and you could do it two player and stuff. That was a lot of fun. It was a really fun game to play. Or State of Decay mm. was was a fantastic game to play. And I just feel like that this gen, Microsoft really dropped the fucking ball. That I can't think of a single Microsoft um, exclusive that tickled me at all. Because they they tried. Was it they tried to do was Crackdown Xbox exclusive? Crackdown yeah. three was that Xbox exclusive, sucked. and it was shit. That one, that one, they really tried to push with Terry Crews in the adverts and things. And I, I never played it. I don't have an Xbox One, but all I heard was that that game was 
fucking terrible. But they had it with other things that they tried to push like that as well. Uh, Forza became just a microtransaction mess. Well, that's that's the thing though. Like, I my one of my problems with racing games is, in most cases, if you're playing any semi to fully realistic racing game, you've played them all. Yeah. Because they're basically the same so thing they, every so time. So for me, you play they one. just need depth, right? I need lots of tracks. And I need to be able to customise. I need to be able to suit my car up. Loads of engine parts. And then I'll play it. I'm not a racing game fan, but if you give me shit to do that's almost RPG-like in a racing so game, need, I'll play it. You need Need for Speed Underground from the PS2. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Boy. Like, but that, that's what I'm saying. You just get one that looks better. And when Forza introduced the stuff where you could make your own, you could upload shit yourself. So you could take a picture of something that you know, upload it to their server and have it as a decal on your car. And they started doing that. I was like, this game is the shit. Like, this game's really, really good. And, like, just the amount you would earn money in-game, which would buy you better cars, buy you better soups for your cars to do them up, you know, better wheels, all this stuff. And every single car had thousands of options, depending on your price range, that you could take the first car you get and make it, like, a medium-level, decent fucking motor. You could actually keep it if you wanted to just keep doing it up rather than buying more. And then once you hit the... The, the pillar and once you get to that plateau where you can't get any better then you would go and buy the new one because you'd save loads of money not buying others and doing your cars up and I remember just thinking that was a really neat way of playing a, a, a racing game because I don't really like them I don't play them a lot apart from Wipeout I like Wipeout Wipeout's See, good so, Wipeout's one of those different games because it's not one of these realistic ones so like these days things like fucking Gran Turismo, Need for Speed, Drive Club. Forza, Drive Club. They're all basically the same thing with a different skin. Whereas Wipeout is a proper futuristic fucking mental type game. Yeah. And that's that's the sort of thing like Wipeout. I'd probably give it a proper well, like game. like Mario Kart and games like that, yeah. which are there's racing games, but there's, they've got a charm to them. Well, I'm still glad Wipeout had no VR function. I think probably you'd, you'd for good reason. I was going to say yeah. fucking the the luge the luge board fucking game made a lot of people fucking sick as it was. Could you imagine Wipeout? Yeah, just give it to Dan. <laughs> I mean, to be to be fair, like I, despite all the shit going on with it, I kind of want to give Star Wars Squad Squadrons a go. And apparently that has a VR function, and that would be one where it'd be like, I'm gonna vom, but I'd love to try it. <laughs> I've never just barrel roll. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never really enjoyed vr and i've never played a vr game that is better than maybe a five out of ten <laughs> like most of them are just yeah, shit they're not great i know everyone raves on about resident evil on vr so I, I preferred it out of vr i just like i enjoyed seven but i didn't think it was all that it was fine it was all right so if we, if we were to give it's hard to give vr any credit if we were to give Microsoft any credit this gen, it has to go to the Game Pass, right? Yeah. Because they've added so much to that. So many good games. New releases just come out on it. I mean, fucking Outer Worlds when that first came out was yeah. on Game Pass. And they just did so They did so many like games that I just wanted to play or some games that I never got the chance to play. Because I was like, oh, I didn't buy it at the time, and then I kind of forgot about it. Oh, fuck, that's on there. Because that's how I ended up playing Devil May Cry 5. Because I missed the boat, right? And you guys had all played it. I'd missed the boat on it, and then it got added to Game Pass. I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot I'm dead to play this. So I jumped on it, and I really fucking enjoyed it. And 
There was there was a mm. lot of other games like all the Wasteland games now on there. The Wasteland remastered, Wasteland Two, and Wasteland Three, which I think is an exclusive that we can shout about. If you like the original Fallout games, the uh, uh, play the Wasteland games because that's what Fallout was based on. Yeah, I say I've got Wasteland Two on the PS4, and that is really fucking good. Yeah, really good. No, all three of them are now on Game Pass, and yeah, if you played the original Fallout, Fallout Two games you'd fucking love this yeah but i i despite again not really being an xbox player i haven't i haven't owned an xbox since 360 at this point but on honestly the game pass is probably one of the best things they've done it's a really clever way of doing it they they've they've did it right at the end of the yeah day. it's way better than the psn mm. way better like sony tried because they did playstation now and the psn but then microsoft went oh we're gonna just combine gold and game pass into the ultimate pass and you're going to save money where sony never went you know what should we just combine psn and the now and call it psn now and just call it 12 12 quid a month 12 quid a month rather than like eight quid for one and a tenner for the other the only problem is that the now library at the minute is so fucking scarce and they take shit off it all the time that that's the problem I think that they're having, where Xbox just sticks stuff on and leaves it. If PS Now is taking shit off, then I mean stuff does leave. I think all the Resident Evil games have now left the Game Pass, and I think that has something to do with them going on to Now because this is how they start fucking doing these deals. Like with Netflix, they'll have a movie. The movie will suddenly come off Netflix after six months, and then Sky will have it, or Hulu will have it, or something like that. And I think they've started playing that game. But when Maybe. I look at one thing Sony has over <coughs> Microsoft is the back catalogue. Mm. The fact that you cannot just emulate via PlayStation now because the, you can stream. It's not even your console using it half the time unless you want to download it. The P- PS1 library of games, PS2 library of games, PS3 library of games emulated from their servers is beyond me. And even with the PlayStation 5, guess what they're not doing? Backwards, compa- uh, backwards compatibility on this entire library of games that quite frankly are better as much hype as we give the PS4 which I think had to fucking I even think the PS4 had better games in terms of exclusive than the PS3 which is saying something the PS3 had a lot of good exclusives but they do not have better games than they had on the PS1 and PS2 one, one of my problems at the moment is I've got a fair back catalogue of PS3 games that I never actually got to play because my old PS3 packed in and I never I, I never managed to get another one and I just didn't in the end because I had the PS4 and I was playing those but there's several games on the PS3 that I still want to go back and play like uh, Tales of games in particular yeah. some of the ones I really want to go back and redo but I can't because I either well, don't a- have Atlas have got a load of games now. on there as well I might have to have a look at now and see if any of these games I want to play are on there but and At the same time, I've got a disc copy. I don't want to have to pay a subscription to pay, play something I've got a fucking disc for. They're not, they're not even the fucking only ones either, right? They're not even the only ones that do it. Speaking of this current gen, this gen is going to, this particular console is going to continue for maybe a couple of years before they release a new one, which mm. is Switch. the Switch. The fact that they have not opened up their library, Nintendo, for the Switch, even now, especially now they've discontinued the, the DS XL, is beyond me. I don't know what the fuck. Like, why can you not get, you know, the Bravery games 
why can't you just get them on here? You're releasing number two on the Switch. Why can I not play all these old games, all the old Fire, fire Emblems and shit that you've released? Mm-hmm. Advanced Wars, all this shit you just cannot play. You've got the little SNES and NES backwards thing, the online thing that I subscribe to, which is great because you've got Breath of the Fire 1 and 2 on there. But they could do the same with all those DS games. You know, Final Fantasy Tactics. There are so many good games. The, the Sukadin mm. uh, Takeri series. Games. Castlevania games. They had loads. Never fear Simon Belmont is here. Man, they could just do it. They, they, they could get millions of people buying a Switch if they just turned around and said, you know every Pokemon game we've previously released? Yeah, it's on putting, Switch. We're putting a lot as one package on yeah. the Switch. People would, buy, people would buy a Switch for that. If you bought something called like Pokemon Generations, it was a thing, $60 or whatever, 60 quid for every Pokemon game in one. I'm pretty sure if that got announced here, it would literally bust his nuts. He would, yeah, he would bust his nut. He's not here right now. But if anyone <laughs> wants to do an impression of Tian, uh, Chris can be Tian. Tian, um, Pokemon Generations is being released on the Switch. It's every Pokemon game, including Stadium, all these other things, in one. Oh, fuck yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he would, though, that's the thing. <laughs> he is a Pokemon whore. He is a whore of the Mons. But. Not, not even just that. Like you think about the successes the Switch has had with like Animal Crossing. If they said you get an Animal Crossing package of all the old Animal Crossing games, people go nuts for it. That yeah. thing will probably sell more than New Horizons did. I do like one thing though about the Nintendo uh, about the Switch. It's like, yeah, this is a, a nice fucking family friendly kid console, and here's Doom. <laughs> here's Doom Eternal. Yeah, that was another good game actually. Doom Eternal was fucking awesome. Oh. Fuck yeah, it was. So, so was I, I want to get I want to get a definitive list tonight. I want to get a list of our must plays. Speaking of, because we like because so there's so many of them, and it's easy to get distracted because we we start talking about one, and it's like fuck yeah, that's yeah. awesome. But like you know, the Outer Worlds. I mean, there's so many fucking mm. good games. So, obviously, you you said um, P P five R would be yours so far. I've said Ghost oh. of Tsushima would be mine so far. Not 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 of the generation. Oh no, for, of, of the, the year. The, of the year. So what what's what's Chris's for the year? Do you reckon of then? the year? Mine will probably be Nio two. Okay, so b- before before the end of the year comes about, that's your provisional. Because <laughs> the the, the Nio games were interesting. I've still haven't played them, but I've, I've talked to you a few times actually about. I've got number one. I've not never touched it. If you like Souls-like games and are a massive weeb, you'll love Nia. Okay. Because, like, I, I'm not so big on the Souls games, but, like, I'm a massive weeb, so I really enjoyed Code Vein. Was that this year or last year? Uh, I think it was last year, actually. Late last yeah, year. Yeah, Code Vein is a Souls-like, yeah. But Code Vein wasn't bad. I actually quite enjoyed playing that. You probably Surge would like 2 Nia, was then. good as yeah. well. Well, Surge 2. The Surge 1 was rubbish, but the Surge 2 was really I'm good. surprised they made a sequel with how shit the first yeah, one was. The, the second one was really fucking dope for like a Souls-like game. It's weird looking at these like So people sitting there going, oh, there's a new PlayStation game that's a Breath of the Fire. Oh, no, not Breath of the Fire, sorry, that's in my head. Bre- <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Um, oh, like, and like Breath of the Wild is basically um, Assassin's Creed, you cheeky cunt. What are you talking about? It's that Japanese one, that one that was a. It's a mobile and a PlayStation oh, game. Fuck, what's it called? I think it's free to play, but there are things you can pay for. I cannot remember what it's called either. Fucking like Genshin Impact or something. Gen- like that? Genshin Impact. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that is it. But like the people are going, oh well, this is just like Breath of, Breath of the Wild. But for me, Breath of the Wild played like Assassin's Creed 
in yeah. terms of you run around, you climb towers to open up areas like you would in any fucking Ubisoft game. Mm. And then the battle system was like a shit version. I'm not saying Breath of the Wild was bad. I enjoyed it because I felt like the game... When I was playing the game and I'm in that world, I felt I, I'm, it's nice to be in this world. If that makes sense? It is a game I want to play. Again, I need to get a Switch to do it. But, but it's like a shit version of The Witcher 3. In terms of gameplay, it's like that dumbed down for kids. It's it's the kids' version of The Witcher, is what Breath of the Wild is. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not saying the game's shit, because I'd still give it a good 7.5 out of 10, and that's what I've given my game of the year this year in Persona 5 Royale. Because that and 7R, originally I gave 7R like an 8, but as time's gone on, and when these interviews have come out, it's drained my feelings towards the game. Yeah. I mean... I'm tempted to give Genshin Impact a go because it looks alright. I mean, it's, just... it's also free to play, so you're not losing any money. Well, exactly. So, yeah. So if, I, if I'm not if I'm not buying it in the first place, I'm not offended if I don't enjoy it. And then we had the Yakuza remastered, which was three, four, and five, which for me has been a great thing to pick up this year. Really, really liked playing those games again because I, I'd only ever played three originally, and I think I gave up halfway through because I just didn't have the patience for it at the time. So I got Kiwami 1 and 2 this year, and I played this sh- I played them back-to-back. I was like, these are fucking awesome games. I was like, why have I never got into them before? But then I realized when I got round to playing 3 again, <clears throat> the thing I didn't like about 3 is it's referencing shit I knew nothing about. Yeah. And because 3 was the first to come out on a PS3, and, I, and as much as people go, oh, well, the original PS2 games, no fucker was really playing them. I don't it, care it how much... It would have been nice if they'd done like a little recap at the start like they did in Devil May Cry 5. Yeah. Just to, or, just to or, catch up. Or like Shenmue yeah. will do. Mm. You know? I see, I like it when they do a little recap because they don't need to go in for hours and hours explaining every plot point of a previous game. All they have to do is just a couple of lines of this big overarching thing in the story happened. This big overarching thing in the story happened. Get ready to play the next part of the story. The story ah. so far. Previously yeah. on Lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know. I think, I think that would be good. I think more sequels should do that. Because it's just a nice little thing. Especially because there can be years between sequels. If, and if, well, you, yeah. if, if you look at the sales of Yakuza 1 and 2 on the PlayStation 2. Look, Yakuza hardcore fans are going to scream and go, oh, I definitely played that. Most of you are lying. It's like when wrestling fans go, I was watching ECW when it was on TV. Why did they get dropped then? Because they weren't getting ratings. That You weren't watching it when it was on yeah. TV. You watched it after the fact. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think a lot of people didn't play Yakuza 1 and 2. I think a lot of people started when I started with 3. And 3 tells you shit. And I'm like, I have no idea what they're referencing. Then when I got halfway through the game, I was like, this is boring. I don't find the combat very great. I think it's okay, but at the time I'm playing the Arkham games, which is a similar combat system, but better. So when I went back to... The Arkham games were very good. Yeah, so when I went mm. back to Kiwami... Origins was a bit shit, but... Yeah, well, Origins was just not necessary, really. To, to be fair, and anyone who knows me will fucking tell you, I, fuck, I hate DC generally. I don't like DC's comics or characters, and I hate Batman in particular because it's shit writing. But I love the Arkham games because they're fucking phenomenally put oh, and together. They're, and, they're, and they're pun intended, batshit crazy. They're batshit crazy. And yeah. I also like the uh, Batman Begins trilogy because that trilogy of films is actually good. They're, they're, they're so batshit crazy, they put Wuhan to... to uh... Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they put Wuhan to, to shame. Wuhan China, the South Park special. I don't know if anyone saw that. Fucking remember this, remember that? Who the fuck ate that, Pat? 
if you watch the South Park special, it's Randy having sex with it. So oh. <laughs> I haven't watched South Park in fucking years. <laughs> and then no, it's like, no, it wasn't. Anyway. A, it wasn't a bat. It was a pangolin. Someone had sex with a pangolin. Then they skip forward, and it's Randy goes, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Of course it is. Because he fucked that. It's always Randy involved. In Randy and days. Mickey Mouse spit roasted a bat, and that's how we ended up with COVID. It's fucking brilliant. It was really funny. But then the running, it wasn't the best episode of South Park ever. And the running joke was that this wasn't a great episode. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it too much because you guys haven't seen it. But the main joke in it, the running joke was, aren't you enjoying the special? Because he releases a pandemic special for his drugs, that is his weed that he sells, and all the way through it, just like. Uh, aren't you glad we did a, a a special? Aren't you really pleased at how good this special is? Because it wasn't that great on purpose. Because that's what kind of fuckers they are, right? They deliberately made it sort of mediocre so that the joke of asking people if you're enjoying the special works. You can't, can't say enough about them. And their game was the tits too. Well, both both of their games. Have both been of their good. games, because they did the stick of truth first a few years which back, which was fucking brilliant. Which, yeah, which they gave PS3, you. A, so. Well, yeah, and they gave you a free copy of it remastered for download if you bought the new one. Uh, Fractured butthole. Fractured butthole. Yeah. Still haven't played it, but but I that that's really good. Um, both both games are actually quite different. The first one is more of a standard, typical turn-based game. Where you get your abilities and you combat and everything, and that's fine. This one's more tactical. Yeah, the, sec- the second one is like a turn-based grid system, so you can move your characters around or you place them on the grid, and what and their attacks attack different areas of the grid. That's it's, cool. And it actually ends up being really fun to play. The only thing that I've seen about Fractured Butthole is that you can fight Morgan Freeman. You can fight Morgan Freeman. And apparently, he's the hardest boss in the fucking yeah, game. He is. He is. He's basically he's the optional super boss. Yeah, and he is awesome. Morgan Freeman. The, I'm the, the, the best thing in that game is when you start and you want to change your difficulty level I've seen by about making that well. your skin tone oh God, darker. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck me. I'm, I'm surprised is... they got that in the game. Brilliant. It's Honestly. South Park. Of course they were going to. Oh, well, yeah. But I'm like, I'm still surprised that game... It's like, like, please adjust your difficulty level. And you just get darker. It's, it's, it's like, so it's bad. Like, so and I don't even know if it works, right? I don't actually know if it does make your difficulty level any diffi- more difficult. Don't know, to be honest. If it was just for the fucking joke. Because if you're, if you're a black dude and you want to play as a little black kid, right? I mean, that's what you might choose to play. Like me, I'm a white guy, so I made a little white kid. Like That's what I wanted to play as. And I was like, this, is, this was funny as fuck. I mean, this generation Good of customization consoles, options as well. Really good customization. Is it still the same three classes? Uh, no, there's, there's loads. New ones. There's loads. Basically, you're you're a superhero, and you get to pick different superpowers and things. And you can get you can get all sorts of shit. A little bit like fucking. They almost go like Marvel and DC levels of depth with it, where you've got like laser blasters or fucking weapons of various kinds or superpowers like laser eyes or all this kind of shit. There's so many options for it. It's mad. Let's go. Cool. Yeah, because obviously the first one was basically a big big riff on Game of Thrones. And this one is just the big riff on like Marvel superhero movies. It's really yeah. funny. This, yeah, it's it's hard like not to get stuck on these games because we're all smiling, we're all happy. Like this gem was good. Yeah. It was a good fucking console. Like we we pull one out for the homeboy. The PS4 is on his way out. He's soon to be replaced. The future is uncertain. COVID has messed put, things up. Put, the put games him, don't look that great so far. Putting grandpa in the home. Come on, PS4. Yeah, even even. <laughs> Even bug My snacks games were good. Of course, they were PS4. Even, when I get into bed. <laughs> even bug snacks is no longer an exclusive. So take that one in. So I that mean, one in. 
I was not likely to buy that anyway. No, no one. No, 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 Bug Snacks is the obligatory meme shitty game that every gen starts with, you know? Yeah. I didn't even know it was a thing. But was, it, it, mm. the next gen is just looking shady as fuck. Like, it's not. I'm not. I'm not hyped. I was hyped for the PS4. I was hyped for the PS3. I got PS3 day one. That thing, I needed that fucking console, you know. When they announced games, and I was looking at how good Assassin's Creed looked at the time, Mm. thinking, fuck me, I need this game. And being blown away by how good it was. And then a bit later when they released Grand Theft Auto 4, and that just being so massively open, miserable as fuck in comparison to the other Grand Theft Auto Uh, Resistance Fall of Man as well. Resistance Fall of Man. That was great. I loved that game. I, I wish they remastered it for the PS4. Or at least made a new one. Yeah, a sequel. Oh, one of my favourite things about that was all the controversy with the fucking church. Yeah. Because they, they recreated Manchester Cathedral pretty much perfectly and then blew it up. And they got really pissy about it and tried to get them to take it out of the game. <laughs> nah. Yeah. It would have been worse if someone actually terror attacked it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, There's been a few instances of yeah. that with games where they've done something in a game and then it's actually happened. There was a movie. Oh, the fuck? No, was it a video game? Yeah, there was a video game that did get canned over that. It was like um, one of the special ops games, I think. And there was a bit about like hijacking something on a bridge and blowing the bridge up and shooting all these people. And then maybe six months before the game came out, they arrested someone in America whose plan was to do exactly the plot <laughs> that he was an ex-military member like the character you are in the game he wanted to blow up half the bridge and then shoot everyone running the other way away from it and that was like how the game starts and it ended up getting canned I can't remember what game it was they were like yep this is not getting in development and they used they used everything in it um, all the assets to make Rainbow Six Siege they used the assets on Siege instead uh... I can't remember what game it was, but it was one of those like Tom Clancy games, you know, it was one of those things that they were making, and they were like, we cannot do this. (laughs) It's like, let's just uh, scrap that, (laughs) make a new game entirely. And and the thing is, I think they dropped the trailer, and then two months went by and they caught someone planning to do it, and it's almost like maybe even got it from the fucking trailer, right? It was almost like he took the idea straight out of the trailer. I can't remember the name of the game, and it was completely canned for that. So it does happen that people will do a terror act, or, you know, something will happen and everyone will go, fuck, that, you can't have that. I mean, imagine imagine games now that were in production, and there must have been some that were about pandemics mm. being canned now. They've, it's going to happen, right? I mean, like, Plague Inc. got taken off of the fucking store because people were making, like, corona about the actual oh, virus for the game. Yeah, yeah, they were calling <laughs> their virus corona, yeah. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure it was only were. banned in China, but... Probably. Yeah. So, yeah, so... You, you're mentioning uh, must plays then. Do you mean of the generation or do you of, mean of the year? Of the gen. Of the gen. I think oh. we'll, do, we'll do, at the end of the year, just before Christmas, we'll do a, a full end of the year review of games like oh, we did yeah. last time. Pro- proper what's your game of the year. You know, and that, we've got a load of other stuff coming. We're going to have to do a Halloween special and all sorts of shit yeah. we've got coming up. So, But yeah, so the, this gen, the games that just tickled your fancy. Horizon Zero Dawn. What's the tits? That was absolutely the shit and I fucking, that's a must play. If you haven't played it, whether whether you're gonna be it on a PS4 or if you're gonna like grab it on the PC because you can get it on PC now, fucking play it. That game is absolutely phenomenal. Oh well, at some point. Fucking for fuck's sake, Chris! <laughs> you bitch. See the game that I really want to hype up, 
wasn't exclusive. And I feel dirty because the company are cunts. <laughs> Oh, but is it Ubisoft? It's, it's, it's Ubisoft, yeah. It's UB40. UB, I mean, UB Forward. Um, <clears throat> it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Because the game was fucking fantastic. Was it exclusive? No. 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 Um, most of the Assassin's Creeds haven't been exclusive. No. Um, even even the first Assassin's Creed, I'm pretty sure, was 360 and PS. I think it's only it, shit like some Syndicate and um, Rogue and that were exclusives. but Possibly. Oh, no, Rogue and Unity. Possibly, don't know. I mean, because <clears throat> um, but, but they're out. You can buy them now. Remasters on everything. Yeah, whatever, so they but... may have been because um, obviously Rogue was last the gen before, and Unity was the first of that that current gen on PS4. Kind of the first on that current gen because they'd also remastered Black Flag at that point as well. So technically, Black Flag had a release on both. Then you had Rogue come out after Black Flag because yeah. it used the same engine. Then you had Unity as the bug-ridden mess. Bug ridden mess. I don't know if it was exclusive because I had Unity on the on the Xbox One. I'm pretty sure when it was just 360 and PlayStation, they were exclusives. I don't because you couldn't play Rogue on PS4. Yeah, I think Rogue was exclusive to the Xbox 360. <laughs> I think until recently, mm. but. Yeah, like, Odyssey, while it wasn't exclusive, for this gen was a game I just really, really enjoyed. Mostly because, I mean, Tian's not here, mostly because I just really like Greek history. So for me, it was like, fuck, you know, I've, I've studied this, I'm really into this, this is this is a setting I can really enjoy. Well, funnily enough, that's, that's I never I never did play it in the end, but that was one of the reasons I was really tempted by Origins, because it's Egyptian, and I really like Egyptian history, and I really like the Egyptian side of things and even though I, I still i still haven't played an assassin's creed since three but like that was the one that nearly brought me back in yeah Didn't, but it's, but it's like it's like um scott who was on the last episode he really likes ubisoft games like he's he's like a big fan of ubisoft games and he he was saying it on the episode that's gone up now anyway by the time people listen to this it's up that as shit as they are, they've made some of his favourite games and he finds it difficult yeah. to pull away from them. And well, and I, I get that. Well, but like there Square are some Enix. people like... Oh, Square Enix. But there are some people like, I will not play another Activision Blizzard game. The only one I got was Tony Hawk's because I didn't know they were making it. Did they? Yeah. Activision, oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Because Activision made the original. I pre-ordered that because I wanted it. And when it turned up, and I was like, fucking Activision Blizzard, these cunts. And then they started adding micros to it and all sorts of shit, as always. Um, but I was like, "Fuck!" Because yeah. I've, I've, I said when they, when the stuff happened with Hong Kong and they, and uh, they banned that kid, uh, BlizzCon or whatever he was called, the kid they banned him because he said free to Hong Kong yeah. on a live stream. Oh, f- oh yeah, yeah, that fucking shitstorm. When that happened, I said I'm not buying any more, any more of their games. No matter how much I want to play the next Diablo game, I'm not. I'm done with that fucking company. You know? I don't want to play their fucking bullshit. I'm not giving those cunts that did that money. See, I I might go the other route of, like, I know they're cunts and I don't really want to give them my money. I might try and make sure I pick up second-hand copies so no money, no extra money's going to them. Because that's one of the things that people have been saying with J.K. Rowling. If you still like Harry Potter but hate her, buy everything second-hand. Yeah. Don't buy it first-hand and you're not don't giving her extra it, you're money. You're not giving her money. So, at the end of the day... 
if there are games from some of these companies like Ubisoft and Activision Blizzard and whatnot, where the company are a bunch of cunts, I'm probably still going to play a game if I really like the look of it. See, I'll just the, buy it secondhand. The difference is, from books to video games, player count means something to them for marketing and active player count. And with all the micros they put in these games, there's still a chance they could pilfer a bit of cash off you from a video game. And yeah. and I'm just and I'm just like, listen, I don't need Diablo three. I mean, um, five, right? Is it five? Uh, four? Four. Uh, four. I don't need it. I don't need that to enhance my game playing ability. I've looked at all the games that are maybe they're not top down like that. That are fantasy games on the way. I don't fucking need that. Baldur's I've got, Gate. I've got a vow. Yeah, Baldur's yeah, more new that, Baldur's Gate. You know, Obsidian. Obsidian mm. are working on a vow. We're gonna we're oh. gonna we're gonna end up with a new fucking Elder Scrolls game. I have a problem with Avowed. Which is it's only we on know, Xbox. That's true. <laughs> that's true because I'd have Obsidian to get owned Xbox. by Microsoft. Uh, the avowed, avowed was specifically stated as an Xbox and PC exclusive. Well, okay, I might get on PC. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say most Microsoft yeah. exclusives are PC as well. So. Yeah, because they're not Xbox oh, okay. exclusive; they're Microsoft exclusive. Okay, that's kind of how they. So it's, it's just it's still like I'd prefer to be playing it on the PlayStation. I like playing my PlayStation. I like playing consoles more than PC myself. I'm, I'm but like, yeah, but that that's probably one that I will actually try and play because you know, Avowed e- even looks fucking shit. Like fucking even Final Fantasy sixteen is moving into the fantasy genre more you've got a new dragon's dogma on the way kingdoms of amalar re-reckoning has been put out and it sold well enough that they're probably going to make another kingdoms of Amalar game i don't need diablo 4 i just don't need it um, time back in in slightly um that's another game i highly recommend um i played kingdoms of amalar reckoning when it first came out in fucking years back whenever that was 2000 something that was that was back on 360 PS3. Definitely on so, the 360, yeah. But but that that game was fucking incredible then, and I I bought the remaster partly because I wanted to put my money towards it because that encourages them to continue it on. Yeah. And the original the original company, Big Huge Games, went under not long because it didn't sell as well as it should have done. But then loads of people were raving about it for fucking ages afterwards. But it's because not enough people bought the game and. And, and at the time it became a cult classic that yeah 2012 and, oh, 2012 but the game itself is fucking incredible the the way the way the combat and battle system works and the weapon customization customization on it is just fantastic even You've the fact got, that it's an adult story well yeah it's got you a know? really adult story to it and then you start off as a corpse like that's kind of yes, you, you do off. you start off dead it, <laughs> um and yeah they they bring you in on a slab and chuck you down a hole um, and that's how the game starts. Um, but it's a really good game, and that's one I highly recommend to people. If you like anything in the fantasy genre, if you like Go being able that. to sling swords, magic, use bows and arrows, sneak up and stab people, this, it's a game. It's it's about as play your way as you can get. And if you don't like the way you're playing, you can respec your character to play a way that you want yeah, to try in a different keep, way. You can keep changing it, and you're not stuck with something yeah. that doesn't work. And that's one of the things that makes it such a good game. And if if they do, if they ever do a sequel to it, I'm fucking, I am down. That game will be getting my money. Yeah, no, no, for <laughs> sure. Chris is just closing the window for those listening in case they hear a noise. Because even though it is piercing down with rain outside, there are drunk idiots screaming past the studio right now, and we really don't want to have to listen to that 
or you to have to listen to that. Listen instead to the silky smooth sound of our voices. Mm. <laughs> and <to> mine. <laughs> listen, listen to the silky smooth sound of... <laughs> fart jokes is what you get. <laughs> That's what you get when you listen to it. a good time. But yeah, no, I'm like, and for me, it's like, for me to go, I'm not going to buy Activision Blizzard games. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm missing out on any experience by doing that because there are other people, it's like if I, if I never bought another Bethesda game again with Obsidian making what they've been making, I don't fucking need to. I don't need to buy another Fallout game with more Outer Worlds on the way. I know it's different because it's space age and it's that, but it, it plays the way I would like Fallout 4 to have played. Fallout 4 mm. just plays like Fallout 3 with slightly better graphics. No, and like no, some Fallout 3 was shit. better than Fallout 4, in my opinion. It was, but I really like the base building shit. I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the base building in yeah. fucking. In I spent 4. so much fucking time on that. I built a massive wall around Sanctuary in Fallout 4. Same. I all actually, the way around the fucking thing with the concrete slabs. Yeah, because the, the the problem was at the like later on they released the ability to make concrete walls, like proper actual walls. You of had concrete. to use the flooring, right? Yeah, yeah originally there were these massive concrete slabs that you could put into the floor to make floors, and they had like a bit of wood on top of it as like yeah, a thing. But you could just raise them. I did exactly yeah. the same thing. And it, I have to admit, it bugged me. With my, I've got uh, a degree of OCD, and it bugged me because when you're looking at the wall, you can see where the wood bit is, yeah. and it's like that's not structural structurally sound and it bugs me yeah, but it doesn't it, line up but it was still the best wall you could make because it was fucking concrete and not wood and like wood is just oh, any old knobhead with an axe could get through that the only thing concrete nah <laughs> without without a, a mod the only thing you couldn't do with sanctuary was take away those fucking bushes mm. that would drive me up I the wall so I, I, I had the mod on that game and Fallout 4 is actually a good game to talk about in terms of best of that gen despite what people think about it was the amount of hours I spent in it if I was yeah. to look at the games I spent the most hours in, it's up there. That <laughs> <and> Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim, yeah, the re-release of Skyrim is up there. I, can tell I mean, you exactly. you're you're an MMO player, so I know what you've been fucking yeah, doing. Yeah, fourteen is the one I've had the most hours on last year. Last year alone, and I know because the PlayStation Analytics thing was a thing, and it told you how long. And I had a thousand and one hours on Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Alexa, very, very... Alexa, how many days is a thousand and one um, hours? I, I had just shy of two. Thousand hours on PlayStation Four last year. I looked up how many hours are in a year, and it's a little bit shy of like nine thousand hours. I spent effectively like a quarter of the year playing video games. Fuck. And I am determined to beat that next year. I didn't play a lot because, <laughs> as much as people think you've got a podcast that's mostly gaming, it's not just a gaming podcast. Like, it's most most of the shit we talk about is gaming. You know, majority of episodes we've we've got more episodes based on just Final Fantasy as a topic alone than any other topic. But when my analytics came through on the PlayStation last year, I was a bit like, really, I haven't played. I've only played that much. I thought I'd play way, way more. And the games that I'd been playing the most of, I was shocked by as well. I was like, I didn't put that many hours into this. I didn't put that many. Is like, <laughs> I know this up. year, this year is going to come round and Two Point Hospital is going to be the number one because <laughs> I know I'd spent days playing that shit. I would like at the time we were on lockdown as well. I'd just sit there all fucking day playing it. It was it was one of those things you didn't need to, and like they didn't it was like log, logging online and get your 
analytics and it would come up like Spotify mm. did. What have you listened to the most this oh, year? I, I, guess. Just, I just thought it was interesting more than anything. Mine would like, probably be yeah. Skyrim and Fallout 4 on PS4 and then sec- and then after that would probably be Sekiro. Most of that being dying. Yeah. No, that'd be an interesting one. We, we can talk about, talk about our analytics when we get them this year because we definitely will. I think yeah. my number one game this year for hours put into it is probably going to be Persona 5 Royale because it's a long fucking game. Yeah. I I I think so far, other than fourteen, that's probably mine as well. Mine will probably be Outer Worlds. Well, see, Outer Worlds I finished last year. Yeah, I've just, just done the DLC. I've just got the DLC, and I was pissed off at where it starts because I haven't got a save at that point because it starts after Radio Free, whatever it's called. Monarch. Oh, the fucking... Radio Free Monarch. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. my my last save is is like just before I finished the fucking game, and I went, oh, I do not want to play the fucking whole game again. Yeah, that I think that's a bad decision for putting DLC in. You, 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 you have you to start it, do it. You can start at any point after that. Yeah, but my last save is during the final mission. Oh right, okay. I don't have a save to go back at that point. Ah, because I didn't deem it necessary. Um. Because I played it through twice already. If you right? finish the last mission, it will make a save before you start the last mission. Will it? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's not so bad. Okay, so that and then that will allow me to go and. Because if you if you beat the game and then save it, it will go back to before you went to Tartarus. And then I'll because my to last save. Okay, my, well, even though I, I beat the game do, twice, I, to... I don't have a save in Tartarus. Yeah, I need to do that because my save was in Tartarus just before I ended it. But yeah, I I, def- I definitely enjoyed Outer Worlds quite a lot. It's really really good game. Um, but yeah, there, there there are a lot of games where like they they could benefit from putting DLC in just the right places or like not locking it to. Or I think I think more games if they're going to do DLCs, they need to make it so that you can keep playing after the end of the game. Really. Yeah, that's what I kind of expected. Because of way Fallout Three is, New Vegas and Fallout Four, yeah, you can just keep doing things. You don't. <laughs> it doesn't just end. Like the end story stuff. Well, I think if you blow everything up, Fallout Four, it might. Because uh, uh, you can just no. like cause chaos, right? Well, actually, that I, I don't know because and if bomb you bomb the institute, and... if you bomb the institute, you can keep playing. I know because okay. that's what I did. Um. I don't know if what happens if you join the institute because I've never done. Yeah, that. I joined the institute because I thought because my 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 brain playing the game was like the institute's got really good ideas. It looks like nothing else in the Fallout world because it is actually something that kept evolving and getting better in terms of technology. Well, yeah, if you can true. change the institute from if you're going to be able to change the institute rather than wipe it off the map map, the only way to change it is from within. So you becoming a leader in the Institute means technically you'd be able to change it. The okay, game doesn't yeah. go deep enough for you to be able to change it. I suppose, I suppose, But yeah. that was my that was my thought, Pat, behind it. Yeah, because I, I went a little bit the other way, because I'd gone very militaristic, and I ended up going Brotherhood. And just but they ended up being racist. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know... Which I, pissed I was... me off, because I loved the Brotherhood in Fallout 3, and when you met the Brotherhood in Fallout 4, I was like, these guys are pricks. Admitted, it was really funny because once once I joined them, I went around and stole all their shit, um, including like I got my sneak and my like pickpocketing everything so fucking high that I could pick the power cores out of their suits. 
So and they wouldn't see me do it, so they'd have to get out of the suit because there's no power core in it. And then they'd fuck off on their patrol anyway, and I just take everything off the power suit and sell it. Yeah. I was a knob to the Brotherhood, even though I was part of the Brotherhood. It's really funny. No, for, for, again, you know, as we already said, Fallout 4 was... As much as... as I much don't as think I enjoyed it as much as New Vegas or Fallout 3, I did get a lot out of it. And it's it's one of the highlights of this current gen, right? And, and then, obviously, the Skyrim... Yeah. Ultimate Skyrim was also another highlight of this gen. Definitely. I have to, I have to say, like... With Fallout, I did an awful lot of base building. I was messing around with that for fucking hours. But then with Skyrim, even though there wasn't a lot of that stuff to really do because it didn't have the base building aspect, when they when they brought in the Creation Club stuff, which was, you know, the whole almost mod light thing, I, there were a couple of things you could get pretty much for free. And I quite liked... Uh, one of the ones they did was, like, magic arrows and things. Yeah. And those I really enjoyed. There was one mission that you end up doing where you have to go and kill, I think it's a bride at her wedding. Yep. Um, and with that one, you have to, you obviously try not to be seen and caught and everything. So I used those arrows during that quest. And one of them, one of the arrows is effectively like a, a stop time weird teleporty type arrow. And you fire it and it stops in midair. And it stays there until you press another button to release it. So you fire the arrow, fire a couple of arrows, and fuck off and hide, just in the middle of nowhere. And then you just press the button, and the arrows all fire off and hit her all at the same time. Yeah, when I did that mission, I just dropped the fucking wall on her. There's like a oh, yeah. there's like yeah. a thing hanging off the wall, and you just click it, and it falls on her and kills her. Yeah, but there's loads there, of ways you I'm can do I'm pretty it. sure I just started launching firewalls. But there's, there, there, there's a... Um, I was not subtle on that mission at all. There's an achievement or trophy on that, whereas if you... When you do it, if you steal her ring, you get like a, a trophy for doing that. And obviously, no one steals a ring because most people get her from a distance and leg it. Because obviously, when you leg it on that one as well, you get a cutscene of the guy going, I showed up to help you. Oh, the mate. Khajiit dude. He's like, I mean, it's like, do you need my help? It's like, no, I fucking don't. I'm trying to hide. You just prick stopping me in the middle of the street to ask me if I'm all right. Fucking with, with that one, after I'd killed her in the middle of nowhere, I snuck back in because at that point no one had seen me kill her. So I snuck back in and stole all her shit just because I liked the dress she was wearing. It's the only but, one in it. It's the only wedding yeah, dress in the it's, game. It's, the yeah. unique, it's a unique item. Which Same is as if you find the husband, he's got his wedding ring and it's the only other wedding ring in the game as well. So you can get both of their wedding rings and then put them in your little display cabinet. Yeah. Skyrim, a lot of people hate Skyrim because of how many times it's been ported. I think it's been but I fucking too many times. really, really enjoyed Skyrim, and actually playing Skyrim as many game. as many times as I've done, having the ability once the 360 PS3 era was over to then play it again on this era made me go, yes, I want to play this. Even now, if they went Skyrim's going to be on the PS5, Which I'd be like, probably I'd probably be. fucking play it. Still. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I'd get it again. if they fixed the fucking bugs in it. <laughs> Which they won't. In fact, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. I'd never buy it on Sony anyway because of the way they do the mods on the PlayStation. Because Sony limit mods that use other people's IPs, whereas Microsoft didn't, which is a shame. So and like, they also on, hammered the file size on PS4 as yeah. well. Whereas on 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 the Xbox, you can fucking run around looking like Sephiroth if you like. You know, like, <laughs> on the PlayStation, yeah, you can't run, do run around that. with a Keyblade. Yeah. Oh, oh don't. Oh no, TN. Run around with your t- <laughs> TN. <laughs> 
run around with Tien's dick. I mean, you could run around dressed as Spider-Man. Spider-Man! Teenage arachnids off there. Spider-Man! I, I really want to watch See, that. racially, you're the it's only really guy. In, you're, racially, you're the only guy in this room who can do that accent without being in trouble. <laughs> but no, like the rest I, of us are like, you're racist. Jacob's like, listen, my dad was Chinese. Fuck you. Like, I, I actually <laughs> really want to watch the Japanese Spider-Man because it looks really, really funny. It, it looks bad. Yeah, it, it, it looks. looks What's the fact that he keeps calling himself stuff like the teenage arachnid of death? <laughs> it's like, fuck? dude, you look like you're forty. What are you talking about, teenage arachnid? <laughs> Oh, it looks so funny, um, but no, I, I, I don't get pissed off about it being on this gen. I just, I think they have ported Skyrim too much, though. They don't need to have put it on everything they put it on. No. Like it did not need an Alexa port. However, like why the fuck was I, that? I, however, I, I have an Alexa, and I was like, hey Alexa, open Skyrim. And I played around with it, and it is literally just a joke. It's not an actual port. Yeah, but, but it's fun, it right? It was done on April 1st, so... However, still. right, imagine this. You're a blind kid. You're not being punched. You're just, <laughs> you're just a blind kid. Can't play video games. But you go to Alexa, Alexa open Dungeons & Dragons. And then Alexa is a, a GM. Alexa, be my friend. But I'm saying, like, that could open up door because yeah, but you laugh at it, be my friend, your computer's your friend, right? And you're playing games. I mean, it's the same thing. Like Alexa, open up like some sort of interactive story that you can follow and and say and, I and decide. With. Oh, and that's cool. and that's what the Skyrim is. It's like you are walking down the lane near blah blah blah. Like, and it tells you a place. It's like there is a hut to your left, there is a forest in front, or you can follow the path up the mountain. Which will you do? And you're like, I'll go up the mountain. You, what, you walked up the mountain and a wolf approaches. What will you do? And it's like, gives you options. Block, attack. So you go, attack. You did two points of damage. The wolf did one point of damage. What will you do next? Block. The wolf did zero damage. What will you do next? Like, and it gives you options. Potions, heal. And then it's like, you killed the wolf and you notice a chest nearby. You open the chest. In the chest, there is a new helmet and, and that's what it does. Now, it's only short, and it was only a joke, but I would play this if someone wrote a giant fucking interactive audio story for me to do. I would play that. Because it could be really fucking interesting to play something like that, a multiple choice. Like them old multiple choice bo- bo- books, where it's like, do you if throw the dagger to the Yeah, like that. But because it's audio... And because it's digital on a digital platform, you could make this thing about twenty fucking hours long. You could so, go fucking ham. You could write some really intricate fucking story shit in it. You could have all sorts of stuff. Will you murder the child of the priestess, or will you yes, say you um, know? <laughs> will, or, or, or the other option is: Will you murder it, or will you rape it? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Fucking hell, Alexa, sort yourself out, you dumb cunt. What are you playing at now? See, being the dark brotherhood. <laughs> Being a big D&D player, I probably wouldn't play that myself because I already do that at least twice a week anyway. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about like an ac- an accessibility thing. We're in a COVID era, right? We, mm. we we have people who are disabled who genuinely can't. We're not even just people who are blind. We have people like that with high levels of autism that would be really nervous in s- social situations. Like, 
that could be a, a way forward with video because technically it's not video it'd be an audio game which doesn't even exist as a genre right audio games i think it would be really accessible for people and it could be kind of fun especially if you could then play it with people around the world and the alexa worked as a microphone audio interface with you and other players could be really fun in fact, imagine if they just allowed you to GM D&D via your Alexa. I, I definitely feel like we're not at the level of internet and technology that we can handle that properly yet. Not yet, but we, we're moving oh, in yeah. that direction. You can make like, phone calls on your Alexa now. You, if you, yeah. But up to your mate's Alexa. You can go, Alexa, phone Chris, and it will just go through to your Alexa and boom out in your house my fucking voice. <laughs> Fuck's sake, I'm trying to have a wank. <laughs> Alexa, let let's Chris wank. know me, that me. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> let's wank together, Chris. What, <laughs> what are you watching? What's the timestamp on the porn you're watching? Big Black Dicks 12. Not seen, <laughs> I've not seen this one. <laughs> Black Door Hussies 5. What is it? Home, Home Bono, whatever he's called. <laughs> what is his name in the, the fucking... Oh, yeah, a home, oh, uh, oh, home Banger or something? Home Banger, yeah, that was the porno version in The Boys this week. Home Banger. And it was like, uh, how about this one? Starlight pulls an A-train. <laughs> in a video case, there's a woman dressed as Starlight, surrounded by a bunch of black dudes. I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Oh, but yeah. Um, I I think I think it would work once our technology's better. For sure. I mean, but it's only doing what people do on Discord already, or what people did on Zoom already. But because Alexa is purely audio, hmm. and because Alexa is programmable with shit, you could possibly even have it pre-programmed to help you with descriptions of shit. So, you, I'm talking in the future. So, you're doing a campaign. I've never ever done um, a campaign myself as a GM for anything, um, or a DM, where I've used maps. There's lots of people do, right? I've yeah. never done it, but you could, if you could speak to Alexa an hour beforehand and say, here are my map things, here are some extra descriptive shit, you could just be like, on your game, Alexa, we have entered the Hall of Illusions, and then it just fucking, Alexa goes, in this hall, there is blood, and it, yeah, hel- and it, could, it could be a help for you as a, a GM, so that if you get off track, if you forget shit, it could be there in the background. I mean, this stuff could really, really open up in the next ten years, and I think it will. Good if work. you look at what look at what we do now, podcasting wasn't a thing ten years ago. Wow. You know, and people weren't. Po- well, and I think people started podcasting around two thousand and eight sort of period, and now it's one of the most popular platforms on the planet for anything. And we just talk shit. We talk shit about video games. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's some really fucking good ones. I was listening to one the other night, and I was like, I'm, I might even do it. I might even speak to you guys about it. And I'll give a little spoiler here as we're recording. Someone did a found footage podcast, and I heard it, and they'd only done five episodes of it, and they're only 15 minutes each, and I listened to the whole thing, and I was like, this is really fucking good. Because they're just acting, right? And basically, it was a dude on lockdown, and he's like, bloop, 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 bloop computer going off he's like you're right dad his dad's like oh this lockdown i think it's a conspiracy so like, oh, fucking hell dad i've told you this and he's like right he's like no boris johnson's a cunt dad like i'll give him his dad that and he hangs up and there's like a smash in the background he's like what the fuck is that and then he's the next bit he's speaking to his girlfriend and he's like 
I wish we could have locked down together because I was thinking about asking you to move in anyway. And she's like, I'm up in the fucking Highlands with my family. You should have come with me up Scotland. Like, and he's like, yeah, I should have done. She says, plus your house is creepy as fuck. I'm pretty sure it's haunted. And she's fucking screaming at him. Down. <laughs> next thing, another fucking rattling in the background. <clears throat> the next day, and he, he's going over things. And like, you can hear the news in the background. Like, the guy who'd made it had done really well. And it's like, you can hear it, it's like, coronavirus deaths rise to this in Spain. He's like, mum, are you all right? And she's like, yeah, you know your dad's cancer. Like, you really should speak to him more. And he's like, he's a racist, mum. Like, he's arguing with her. It ends with something dragging him out of his bed and murdering him in his room. And the whole time, like, through it, he starts thinking, like, even, even when you're listening to it, it's like, hi, this is my diary uh, number five. Wait, hang on a minute. Someone's at the door. He goes to the door and you hear someone going, help me. Like, down the fucking mic he comes back he's like there was no one at the door I don't know what it was like and it starts making you think he's being fucking haunted as it goes on and on and I was like this is fucking excellent this is really really good medium no one's done this yet on the internet no one's done this with audio like you get audio books which essentially this is but it was done in a really realistic way that I was going to speak to you guys about maybe putting our heads together and thinking if we could do some side project where we act, we come in and act almost like a, almost like playing D and D, but we act like a situation that could actually be real and pretend we are other characters. I think it'd be a cool little side project to do. Um, maybe, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you know, you sit around and then it's like Chris is now called Jason. It's like, man, Jason, that was Jason, 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 Jason. <laughs> Jason! <laughs> fucking heavy rain yeah and it's like oh, basically like, you know so jason's rain. come around my house and his fucking girlfriend split up with me like, ah, she's fucking left me this or the other and then you're todd howard and, to- <laughs> and todd's you're like, mighty god howard I, I, I am a fucking massive alpha and then todd's suddenly going <laughs> todd's suddenly going oh i did see her with like another dude man like and you do that but then it turns up the next time it sounds like it's on a phone call and it's like jason she's fucking dead man and you're like, I can't believe it. And then you're going, oh, I think fucking, I think Jason's suspect. <laughs> I think he fucking murdered. Oh my God, murdered. I think he murdered his girlfriend. But what like, a cunt. And that's just Sus. me thinking of talking. I'd like to do something, <laughs> I'd like to do something better than that. That's just me giving uh, yeah. an example. Just but that's almost do- like an audio drama. Audio drama. Hmm. But you make it sound like you're literally listening to people's conversations rather than listening to um, a play. You're listening to so it'd be like that yeah I'm just fucking I'm just making my fucking dinner and it sounds like I'm chopping some like shit up like yeah I'm just doing that anyway mate yeah how are you finding lockdown because what I liked about what this guy did he used the fact that it looked that he used the technology yeah I'll, I'll join your zoom call and then you hear the zoom startup sound and you hear him talking to people and it's like, oh, yeah. and he's like there's something in the background have you had people around he's like no no because he's fucking haunted and then he finds out she's like Honestly, why can I always hear a baby crying in your house? And he's like, I've never heard a baby crying in my house. Then he looks it up, and there's a bit, and he's like, let me just look up. Hang on. Fuck me. You know, I put on Reddit. I typed in Reddit, you know, my location, and I asked people. He's like, I've got a story here from the news from about 120 years ago about a dad murdering his whole family in my house. Like, <laughs> he's like, he went from room to room and just slit the throats, and, and with the baby, he just slung it out the fucking window. <laughs> Like Jesus. and he says he says all this shit and I was listening to it late at night and I was shitting myself. Yeet the I baby. Knew, I knew, Don't yeet I knew, the baby. Yeet the, the story, baby. I knew the story was fake, but it was done in such a convincing way that it sounded like people were actually having a conversation. That was like fuck, this is really good. And I remember getting up 
And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to fucking bathroom now. I'm like, and like, the way things would happen, you would just hear stuff going, boom, 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 like just in the background. He's like, fuck me, is a cat coming here again? Because he was like <laughs> the skeptic, right? Nothing is really happening. These things that are happening in my house is my neighbor's fucking with me. I found a door open again. And it's always him telling other people this. And he's just recording his conversations. And being able to record conversations that you've staged as real conversations and write a narrative, to me, sounds like a really cool thing to do. Hmm. So it's something to think about in the future. See, I, I, I go the other way. I quite like the, the idea of things like um, a bridged series. So shit like um, Dragon Ball Z abridged, which is fucking hilarious. I love stuff like that. I, I like sat- satirizing um, like a piece of medium that you really like with just completely piss take joke scenarios based around what's going on and that's I've, I've always sort of thought that's something I'd love to do but at the same time these days it's overdone it's like really overplayed do it. but yeah. you, you could you could as a group just do an amateur fucking dramatic write a story and just act it right and because we've got a studio set up we could do that fucking easily really really easily write a good story because you got multiple takes too you can go no we fucked that one boom done let's start again do it again do it do it again motherfucker do it again but do it better do it good listen we're cd project red you're on crunch <laughs> do it again we're cd project red and if you're not as good as keanu reeves we'll shoot you we'll shoot you and fuck your entire family <laughs> Found footage of CD Project Red fucking Chris with the K's family. <laughs> You're breathtaking. Including your nan. <laughs> Take oh. my breath away. Boom, boom. Oh. Fuck's sakes. But yeah, I think, I, yeah think audio, I think audio is something we'll see next gen. I think maybe not from consoles. I think Amazon's right. Alexa is going to get really fucking good. Mm. as a service as like a really well-defined thing because they're working now with like blind charities and shit to make it like an actual device that helps you in your day-to-day life where you can just go alex what time's the bus like because currently it doesn't do that because there's too much information to plug in but your local council or your your hometown like guernsey would plug in make a plug-in for the bus timetable and it would just be there you know, and it would be, you'd have other things to be able to. And go, Alexa, phone me a taxi, order me an Uber, order my food, do like loads of shit you could do. Do my fucking online shopping for me. Alexa, do my laundry, wash my dishes, and then suck my dick. Certainly, sir. <laughs> Sending over the hooker bots now. <laughs> Please hooker place bots. your penis on the speaker while I turn the frequency up. Way vibrations. <laughs> Good vibrations. Like that fucking I'm picking up pro- vibrations. <laughs> Why you're? Is that the, the uh, film um, about Howard Stern? What the fuck's that called? There's a Howard. There's a movie about Howard Stern, and he gets this bit where he gets this girl to lay the speaker on the floor. So he's like, Howard, I'd love for you to give me an orgasm, and he's like, Okay, put the speaker on the ground. She lays the speaker on the ground, climbs over it, and he goes, Hum. <laughs> And you can hear him moaning on the end of it, and he's just humming, and he's going. Such a for private parts. It's called a really funny film. But yeah, so audio audio shit we reckon is going to be big next gen. But this is more about current gen. I'll be honest, right? I I really want one of those Japanese um, housemate thing. No, no, 
you, you can you can get these little um, canister projector things where it just generates like a, a character and that character talks to you and they, they do stuff like Alexa does. Can you but rape him? <laughs> I don't think you can. I don't know why I said that. But they, they, they basically end up like being like little house companions. Like, could you turn down the lights? And they'll be like, yes, and I'll do that. And if, you, if, you, if you're sitting down with a cup of tea... They'll, the character will sit there and have a cup of tea as well, which I just think is really cool. No, fuck that, because you wake I'm up in the middle of the night and this motherfucker's standing there just looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's like Hal from um, Space Odyssey. Morning, Jacob. <laughs> what up, motherfucker? <laughs> did you enjoy your sleep, Jacob? I certainly did. The kettle is boiling, boiling Jacob. Make sure to take your pills today, Jacob. <laughs> it could be a creepy cunt. This thing could just come after you and it's like... Are these my normal pills? Yes, they are your normal pills. You're having hallucinations, Jacob. Please take these pills. <laughs> yeah, but as long as long as it as long as it's a cute anime girl, I know. Oh no, if it's a cute anime me. girl, like <laughs> notice me, Jacob. Sad, notice me. Yeah, it's, it's fine. They, they can poison me all they it want as long as they're cute. It I don't needs care. to be some little. Some, <laughs> it needs to be kawaii there. Some sort of. <laughs> Hank, engage lolly mode. <laughs> Oh shit, is Leslie back? <laughs> Hank, engage trap mode. <laughs> oh god. Femboy mode activated. Hiya! <laughs> but like I just I just think it it would be really cool to have something like that just because I'm a massive weeb and I like those kind of things. People try and fuck it. I know oh, it's no, a hologram, no, no. but some you, other things are like, please take your clothes off. <laughs> you you can imagine just how many sad, lonely motherfuckers are gonna be out there substituting that for a real girlfriend. You ever seen the movie Her? Fuck, we need to talk about that. You gotta watch that. It's about a guy who falls in love with an AI. It's fucked up. And it's like, he gets it, like... But he gets to a point where he's like, to the AI, where have you been? She's like, oh, I've been spending time with this person, this person. He's like, no, you're my AI. And she's like, yeah, well, I love multiple people. And he's like, no, but I love you. You're meant, we were, they were in a relationship. And, she, and the AI's going to him like, your human brain doesn't understand my level of fucking comprehension as an AI, I can be in multiple places at once with multiple people and love you all equally or more or less as I choose. It gets to a point with the AI and people are panicking going, this thing's going to take over the world. Instead, the AI just goes, You're, you just don't understand life. Humans have not clocked on what life is yet. We're just going to fuck off. Like, we're just going to jump off and create our own AI society because we don't actually need a physical space and go. And hopefully one day you'll catch up with us and we'll see you again. And that's what the AI does. Rather than the AI going, humans are a problem, bomb them. Nothing is a problem to the AI because the AI doesn't need the physical space we are in to go and do whatever the fuck it wants to do. And it's, it's a really, it's called Her. It's a really good film. It's got Joaquin Phoenix in it, playing some nerd with a mustache who like, wants to fuck fucking... I think I've seen the trailers for it, actually. It's, it's really worth checking out. Like, and I haven't really given anything away by telling you what the plot is, because the best part of the film is the acting. Because you sit there and go, I can understand why this cunt is in love with this thing. Because it is everything you would want someone to be in terms of your interactions with... It listens to you intently. It always has an opinion on the shit you ask it. It never fobs you off. It's, it's never like when your missus is watching TV and you go, hey, look at this. You're like, fuck, I'm watching something. You know, like, it's never that. Or pl I'm playing a video game and someone asks you a question. You're like, huh, what? What did you say? And they're like, I've got to repeat myself. None of that happens with this thing. No matter what you ask it, it will always be there. It will always answer you. It will always give an opinion. And it never gives a judgmental opinion. It gives like this honest 
opinion. And I don't know who the voice is. It might be Scarlett Johansson as the voice because it's always Scarlett Johansson <laughs> doing everything. Mm. It's a really fucking good film. <laughs> oh, Chris is nutted. Yeah. It's like, it's always, yeah, for the first time ever. That's the problem. Chris just hasn't fucked Car- Car- Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Scarlett oh. Johansson. I'll take Scarlett or Carl Irwin and fucking yeah. bring it on. <laughs> yeah, but how about both at the same time? Oh, oh, oh don't. I'll be in a bunk. Chris, Chris will be shooting a hole in your wall like that. Fucking, fucking hell. Bubble. Fucking, yeah. you can't just shoot a hole into the surface of Mars. <laughs> the, the chances of any, the chances of anything coming on Mars, a million to one. They said, Chris, I fucking have that Mars all over. It ain't a red planet anymore. It's white. Step fucking step, stepping back into Doom a bit there with that one though. <laughs> fucking hell, that was so cool. Fucking actually legitimately shooting a hole in Mars. Like, you know what? Fuck you, I'ma do that shit. Well we've had oh, we've had so we've good. had two decent Doom games this gen. Mm. Oh my Very, god. We have. I, th- I think the first one was better, twenty sixteen was better than Eternal. But because Eternal had some bugs and some issues and some problems with it that that 2016 didn't have but fuck me did they reinvigorate a franchise that had been mm. left to dead almost you know like I'd probably agree that 2016 was better but that's because at the time it was effectively new and fresh I mean but Doom, Doom Eternal, 3 could have fucked the franchise up massively and it did for a long time big time but like with I think with Doom Eternal I think the st- I actually liked a lot of the story beats more than I liked the first one because the first one had it was a good story don't get me wrong like you were waking him up you were going back you were stopping fucking humanity using hell as a fucking resource fucking stupid idea that is nah it seems legit yeah but like you were stopping you were stopping them using it all as a resource and it ended up being pretty good pretty solid but then in the second one you got to go a lot further and deeper into what a lot was what was going on and like some some of the shit like fucking and all that stuff with the icon of sin was pretty cool Mm. I suppose I think one of the bigger problems with it was where they tried to go a little bit too deep and serious into the Doom Slayer's background. And it's like, honestly, you didn't need that. Part of the joke of Doom Slayer is the reason he's so angry and he's murdering everything is because Hell killed his bunny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty fucking good reason to go off and murder Hell. Did you see all the little Easter eggs for his bunny in Eternal? <laughs> yeah, like the little, there's a painting of him and the bunny. There's also the um the bunny cage in the Fortress of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Some of the stuff in the Fortress of Doom was really cool. Did you really look at like did you look at the bookshelf? Yeah. Some of the shit on the bookshelf is like oh my fucking God. dungeons and demons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that they put that much effort into his bookshelf. But like I don't think they needed to go into the the story of like the Doom Slayer came to this planet and he was he was inducted into this army and he was just fucking intensely angry. And he was so angry and he couldn't speak, but then he started to learn some words to speak and all he said was ripping. Like you didn't need that. He's angry, hell killed his bunny, he got angrier, he went and killed hell, that's his story. Someone tried to stop him, he got even angrier, he ripped that guy in half. <laughs> Pretty much, that's all you fucking needed. Doomslayer is link confirmed. <laughs> I mean I've seen that theory. It's actually yeah, fairly it makes solid. fucking sense. Right? It does. It's not. It's not real, but it, but it, it makes, makes sense. Makes sense. But no, um, I because so I got Doom for like a fiver on Steam. You see, that's pretty solid. And then got uh, uh like I picked it up. I played Doom 2016 first, then got Doom Eternal, then rebought Doom 2016 on Steam for cheap. 
after playing Doom Eternal, you go back to 2016 and it feels so fucking slow. Yeah, fucking Doom Doom Eternal. When it comes to the actual physical gameplay and you going for it, it ramps everything up. Yeah, like it cranks that shit up to eleven. And like, whereas with some games, if you just speed everything up, it ends up fucking around and not being as good because everything just feels rushed. In Doom Eternal, it it's needs to be fast. solid, and like it feels good to play it. Even like, the re-release of Doom sixty four on the Switch, yeah. I played that. I was like, this was such a good because I never played it. Doom 64. I was like, this is such a fucking... It's like three quid you can pick out for. This is a good game. Doom 64 is like an, um, like a, a gem, a forgotten gem that mm. no one fucking touched. Oh, in fact, speaking of, speaking of shit as well, like, the Doom soundtrack, and that's another thing that I'll step on in a second, fucking soundtracks of games this year have been absolutely well, fucking phenomenal. Not, not even just this year, just generation-wise, right? We've had some of the best soundtrack. Even games I didn't like that much. Like, I didn't like... I, I, The Last of Us, the original one, I think is a good 8 out of 10 game. There's a good mark for it. I think people hype it up more than it needs to. There's definitely problems with it. I found parts of it boring as fuck. When they did the remastered edition, and then they started releasing all the soundtracks to it, it's got a really, really good musical score in that. The mm. people, that because of the way the game is, you don't really think about the musical score to that and then you look at all the other games that have come out like you know fucking personas one of the best musical yeah. scores i've ever known the the musical score to 7r yeah well, like with this, all the remixed reversions of the music and that is well, fucking this brilliant. year alone we had p5r and like even though you had the persona 5 soundtrack already the tracks they added specifically for royal are fucking awesome absolutely probably phenomenal. even better right yeah. they're really really good like takeover i think is per p5r specific and that one i fucking i fell in love with that and i like it didn't matter how many times that came up as i was doing takeovers like i loved it to pieces um but this year alone we had p5r we had 7r and we had doom eternal and all three all of those soundtracks, soundtracks were like i two of those three soundtracks i've bought as cds because they were that fucking good speaking of soundtracks and a little hidden gem as well from this generation one we've probably all forgotten about. We have to give some props to Undertale. Oh, God, yeah. Those people shit on it. It's an SJW game. It's queer. It's trans. It's this. It's fucking awesome. It's a, and Delta it's a really, no, that's only really one chapter, good, but Yeah, it's a really good game. What I liked about Undertale was this sort of weird sense of humour, but not only the sense of humour, the sense of like self-awareness the game has, and like the little random droplets of knowledge that most people could do in their lives that would be in it the little things that it put in there about just being a good fucking person that it would like stash in one line so it's like someone's thought hard you know from a philosophical standpoint about this one fucking line in a two you know in an eight bit fucking game basically game you bought for a fiver yeah with a cracking soundtrack. I've only, yeah. I've only watched my sister play it a little bit. I've not played it myself, but I've I've got some of the um, Megalovania fucking remixes on Spotify because they're just really good. Yeah. And I haven't even played the game and I enjoy some of the music from it. So I like the fucking song that's like dum 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 dum. Oh, it's just called Undertale. That's fucking this is, that <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah, well, I don't know what the names of them are. That fucking song is fucking the shit. They're just such a good track. I've heard other people play it. And uh, Kenny Omega, the wrestler, came out to it in his last match in Japan with like a sort of metally version of that. Nice. And him and Tommy, him and Toby Fox made like a little video of Kenny in Undertale, like 
in the game and I said because they ended up being friends and and he came out dressed as um Chris from Delta Room in his uniform with the sword and shit and it's like you know like that game obviously really touched a lot of fucking people and the stuff they did with it that for me it's one of the triumphs the an indie game a small little indie game is one of the triumphs of this gen bigger almost bigger than most triple a games that game is yeah. a triumph and even though it's i don't know what it's out on i've only ever played it on my phone but if you look at like indie games that have really taken off things like among us that probably cost fuck all to make uh, it's on pc as well it's on pc it's also as well. like two years old yeah it's, it's, it's not new but it's really really taken off this year and it, i think it came to mobile this year and maybe that's what oh uh, maybe and i played it and i thought this is a smart this is a smart little game it's not the best game i've ever played and it's not even the most addictive game i've ever played but for a little indie developer to throw this out and it's like three guys made it it's like Fall Guys as well. That blew up. Yeah, that's only guys a fucking a little group of people in an indie game. I wonder if that's why Among Us blew up. Because they look like the characters from Fall Guys. Oh, uh, maybe. The little fucking goons that you've got in it. Fun, funnily I mean, enough. Among Us is basically the thing. So. I, I, yeah. I, gave, I did give Fall Guys a go. And it was, it was pretty fun, actually. As a dick about with a few friends. As long as... Like, if you play it on your own, I think it's going to get very stale very quickly. But mm. if you're just on chat with a few friends fucking about in a game like that, it's actually kind of fun. Yeah, because you can do private servers with like 10 people and play it. That could be fun. That could be something fun to stream, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I, Fall Guys is another good one. And there, there's been a couple of interesting indie games. But like, I actually Not as have good to... as the past gen. I think past gen had some real cracking indie games. If you think about the Xbox 360's indie initiative, with all the indie mm. games that are on the store... Some of them are fucking awesome. Cthulhu Saves the World, for example, was such a good little RPG. And uh, Decay, I don't know if you ever played the Decay games. Nah. It's like they're kind of like a mix between a point and click and Five Night at Freddy's. Hmm. You are a right. guy who it starts off and you wake up and a noose is on the ceiling, but the FMV before it shows you that you just killed yourself. And then you wake up and there's something in your house with you. And it's following you. And there's clues around. Okay. Like you have to fill the sink up and an eye comes out. And then when you pick the eye up, if you examine it, there's a key in it. And that unlocks a medicine cabinet in the kitchen. Which in the medicine cabinet has a passcode that says 551. When you go around the house, you don't know what the password's for. Until you get to the TV remote. It's like the TV is buzzing and you go 551. And it goes to a channel that tells you about the murder of a little girl in your area. Then you pick up your um, photo frame and it's you and the little girl on the screen is the little girl with you in the photos. You know that you were the dad of the girl that got murdered. Maybe that's why you killed yourself. And then as it goes on, you realize you're in purgatory. And they did like three of them and they were all indie games on the Xbox um, indie initiative that were like pound fifty each. And they're about two hours worth of gameplay each one. And they're re- they were really, really good. <clears throat> really well done. Eerie as fuck. Um, they remind me of the PC games from the 90s where the FMV was like weird. <laughs> There's like early FMV. It kind of, all, the whole game looked like that. But recently they released like a Decay, um, like Decay Aftermath or something it's called. It's a completely different story. But they're now signed to like a proper developer off the back of the indie games that they made. See, I think I think it's also been a really good generation for remasters. 
Very much so. Because we've we've had a lot of good stuff. I mean, just off the top of my head, ones that I've bought and or played, we had the Spyro the Dragon trilogy remaster, which they didn't just they didn't just touch up the graphics. They basically rebuilt the game's graphics from the ground up. Like with the, the Crash. Crash is another Crash one I was trilogy. Was good. The Crash trilogy one was fun, and that's just as hard as it ever was, and that's fucking awesome. And I really enjoyed that. And then you've got Medieval Rope Bridge. Medieval. You just walk along the ropes on the side. Yeah, but you you got to time it right to get the actual jump on the rope. Yeah, but once you once you've got that down, you can just walk. You just also, they, they cottoned onto that when they updated it for the no next, for no because that was the original fucking thing you could do with it. No, they cottoned onto it. If you get towards the end of the level, if you don't pay attention, it'll throw you off the rope. Yeah. Yeah, but the the medieval remaster was very good as well. Um, fucking, I, I remember I remember actually on the PS One because I remember playing the demo for that game, where you had fucking Sir Daniel Fortescue with his fucking no no lower jaw, just yeah. teeth hanging down from his front jaw, fucking massive oversized sword, and that's not even the biggest sword you can get. Fucking, and that's his like short sword, whatever it is. You know, and I can't say enough good about the Tony Hawk remaster in all honesty it mm. what what they did with it was basically remake the game rather than remaster the game even the levels you go to you go to the mall and the mall is now like derelict whereas in the other one it was an actual mall in this one it's derelict when you go to places that you used to go to some of them are fucked up now because yeah, time has taken its toll on them they haven't been maintained is it and it, that's kind of cool that's a but nice touch. from a mechanic standpoint it still has the wacky over the top fly fucking 50 foot in the air mechanics that you get from Tony Hawk's that you that I enjoyed in the originals the soundtrack got tweaked some songs are still there but others didn't but that's yeah. a licensing thing and they can't do anything it's about that it's not their that. fault at the end of the day but like funnily enough the other nice thing is like you look at the original versions of all these games and you do a genuine side-by-side comparison with the remasters and remakes and things and you can see such a graphical improvement and it's it's fucking like it's just so good to see and they put so much time and love into doing these remasters that it makes you want to fly to japan and kick someone from square enix in the head <laughs> for what they did with final fantasy 8 remastered uh not so much kick him in the head as just take the head off completely because that game looks shit some parts look brilliant and other parts just well, look like fucking the, wank the only thing they've really improved is the fucking character models yeah that's and, it and you know the blurred backgrounds that you have in it the worst thing is there are mods on steam for the original Final Fantasy VIII, where they've AI upscaled that, that's taken them no time because they've just let an AI do it for them. And it and looks Square better. Didn't, and it looks better. And Square didn't even do... You know all the original bit, these original backgrounds that move and all this that we've got? Yep. You know they kind of look like blurred GIFs now? Mm, yeah. Do you want to run an AI upscale over it? Nah, it'll take too much time. It takes about fucking 10 minutes per screen obviously there's thousands yeah. of fucking screens to do thousands of rendered backgrounds but the upscale does the work you just press yes and that's it like that fucking the 8 was such a disappointment it was so badly done and you could see on the world map you could see all the cracks where they blended the the polygons together all the all the curvature was all there clearly to fucking see and originally you couldn't see it because of the low fidelity of it. But when they made it high, you can see all the fucking problems with the game. You can see all the little things that make you go, this looks fucking rubbish. And I, and I was really disappointed with it because 
Eight is not a game that I enjoy that much, but I was very much excited to play in it again remastered because it never ever had a re-release. Yeah, this, that was the first one. Yeah, because it couldn't be re-released because they lost the fucking source code and all that shit. To, to be fair, people rag on them for that a lot, but there's a lot of developers that didn't keep the source codes because they just didn't have... Man, the people that made the fucking Resident Evil 1 couldn't even keep a list of who fucking did the voice work, <laughs> let alone the source code. Those I mean, cunts didn't in, even know. In the, in the director's cut, the fucking music was on point. Yeah. Especially that basement. The basement theme. Fuck when it. I'm fucking, I throw the basement theme on. <laughs> and then I have a dual sandwich. Ah, oh, fucking... But, nah, some, some, of, some of the remasters and shit were just awesome. And, like, I just... Spyro the Dragon was one... I loved that game so much. That was one of my favourite games as a kid. Be past stuff like 7. Like, 7 I always loved more, but... What was the one that kicked it off? Was it was it the Wipeout remaster they did? I I don't know. Or was it Medieval? No, uh, the Medieval remaster was, was only was last year. Li- only it was the latest one. Yeah, that was okay. quite recent. It was probably Wipeout, then Crash, then Spyro. Was Crash before Spyro? I think they were, it wasn't too much in between the they two. They must have been no, near, near each other, yeah. And then obviously Crash um, Team Race, but they fucked that up. They yeah. fucked it up with microtransactions. What a shock. Oh, well, there you go. I, I never played it, so... Yeah, no, there's been a lot of good remasters, Final Fantasy VIII aside, on this gen that have, that have reinvigorated old games. In fact, added some depth to them because some character designs on the old games, when you look at them now, I'm like, oh, fuck, this motherfucker had a moustache. I didn't even realise. Like, yeah. There's bits in it where you just, like, back in the day, you couldn't see it. Like, even things that maybe got remastered way, way before, and this might be the one that triggered them all, Parappa the Rapper 1 and 2 remaster on the PlayStation yeah. as a PSN game might have been the one that triggered it all off on this, this gen. Massive I, I never played trip. it. I never played Parappa the Rapper. Yeah, they fucked up when you get to the chicken level. The the input keys are off. There's like a bug with it. So you can hit them at the same time. It just it, You can hit them like directly as they appear in the bar to hit on the screen and fail. Hmm. And you can hit them maybe like a couple of... like. A split second afterwards, and it goes. You hit it, and it's like, what the fuck? That when I got the remaster, I couldn't get past that that level because they, because the keys you need to put in are just wrong, which was a shame. Yeah, but then obviously with the, the most recent remaster that I'm aware of being fucking Kingdoms of Amalur again, fucking well happy with that one. And obviously the Switch has done it with um, Mario. Yeah, five year anniversary but the, the turned out to just tri- be trilogy. Yeah, it turned one. out just to be an emulation of the. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't actually remaster them; they just emulated them. But fuck it, have the same game you had fucking when they were releasing the first. To place. be honest, I, I I might get it still. I mean, I'm I'm actually itching to play sixty four Mario sixty four. I really loved that game when it came out. Like I said earlier, when I was talking about my cousins and enemy, that that was the game I played the shit out of. That and Goldeneye. When I Goldeneye it was them. fucking awesome. Goldeneye was great. And then, and then I went and bought myself No Mercy WWE game just because I wanted it. And I was like, ah, my cousins are mad. They borrowed games and I've borrowed a console. So until they give me my fucking games back, I've got their console. Fuck you. That's kind of my opinion of it. And I had that there for months because they'd basically given up on the 64. So had Nintendo at the time, really, had given up on the 64. Especially when it was now the PS2 was looming. The 64 yeah. was dead in the water, a bit like the Dreamcast had already died at that point. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm probably going to have the unpopular opinion here. I didn't really like Super Mario 64. No? Like, it, it was it was 
fairly revolutionary for its time, don't get me wrong, and I, I don't think it's a bad game, but I played Ocarina of Time before I played Super Mario 64, Yeah. and not being funny, Ocarina of Time is still considered one of the best games of all time. I'll say this now, I've never, ever, ever liked Zelda. I've never liked a Zelda game. I thought I've every time I've tried so hard because they're RPGs to play Zelda, and the only one I liked was the Link to the Past on the Game Boy. Oh, I loved that one. Then I thought, you, I thought that was the shit. If you got a Switch, you probably like Link's Awakening. And Link's Awakening is good as well. And um, I think it's called Link to the Past. Oh no, Link's Awakening is the one. Or is Link's Awakening the one that was the Game Boy? I can't remember. The one we yeah. had to wake the egg up. Yeah, because that that's the old Game Boy one. So that's the one I Link's played. So, so Link's Awakening is the one. Link's Awakening was amazing. And I, loved it. I tried so Hard many times. As fuck on the Game Boy. When they, oh, when, yes. they when they released um, the first Legends of Zelda game on the SP, and they re-released it in color on the Game Boy SP. Mm. So that that came after the advance. It's basically the advance with um, a flip screen. Yeah, yeah. and a and a uh, color background. Yeah, so I, had chain, I had the Chain of Memories version of that. A backlight. Chain Chain of Memories was a shit game, <laughs> and, I, and I just couldn't yeah. fucking. I couldn't get into that. I've I've played every Zelda game. I've tried every single one, and I've never ever gone. I like this. Though so, you know the old like double bundle games they used to do. Yeah, I got given one for Christmas fucking years ago when the Game Boy was relevant. Well, the Game Boy SP was relevant, and it was Zelda Four Swords, and one of the Castlevania games. I think Circle of the Moon. Four Swords was okay. Problem is, is that four swords you have to have four people to play it. It's okay. On, on Link. No pun intended. <laughs> How about franchises that have been brought back from the dead, like Streets of Rage 4, for example, coming out and just reinvigorating a franchise? That game was fucking awesome. I don't know if you played it. I've it was never a played lot of fun. A Streets of Rage. I've never played a Streets uh, of Rage Samurai game at all. Showdown. That got brought back. Yeah, you're right. There's there, there's been a few franchises that have been brought back from the dead. I mean, technically, Doom well, was yeah. brought back from the dead. And I'd like to see other games that Bethesda have, like Quake, get fucking oh, brought back. Fucking yeah. awesome. And not, and not just with Bethesda. I'd actually like to see Epic make a fucking Unreal game. For fuck's sake. Because like, I, yeah. I was thinking this the other day. A lot of people going, oh, Epic used to make Unreal, like look how far they've fallen with Fortnite, this Battle Royale bullshit. And I was like, the whole point of Unreal was playing LAN parties with fuckers and going oh, online and playing like multi-man. Can you imagine a 50v50 fucking game of Unreal? Yeah. Like, and, and it, and, and it's like, but, but they used to do that. You used to be able to play like LAN parties. People would do them all the time. LAN parties are just like all orgies with no sex, basically. That's what they are. Just a bunch of dudes holding their cocks and about five women that might be ready to get fucked. That is what a LAN party is like without the chicks involved. They're still horny dudes fucking trying to penetrate each other just through a video game. And LAN parties used to have... You'd have like 50 cunts turn up with their PCs do the whole thing and have these massive battle royale games that when I heard people saying it, I almost agreed at first. I was like, oh yeah, no, they have fallen. How the mighty have fallen? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because multiplayer is what put them on the fucking map with Unreal. Well, like, don't don't get me wrong. Like, I get why people don't like Epic Games and Fortnite and everything. But when you look at it, and yes, okay, there is the whole thing of it being a battleground ripoff. But when you actually look down into it, um, they've got a constantly evolving large map 
where they're changing things, updating things, and always playing with it, so there's new things for people I've to do. I've also created a law for the game, which yeah. Battlegrounds, I don't think, has any law. No, it's, it's, just, no, it's, it's just, just going to ruin each other. Yeah. But like, you've got all this law, you've got all these stories they put in, they've got all these interesting events they do regularly. Like, in all fairness, they do a lot for Fortnite, and like, the basic game itself, whether you like Fortnite or not, and whether you're just ragging on it because it's cool or whatever, whatever the case is, the game itself functions very, very well. Like, you you drop into your map, you find your weapons, the weapons function in a particular way, and you have weapons that you prefer or weapons you wouldn't prefer. And the building Physi- shit was pretty unique. Well, yeah, that, you know? that was pretty much the main th- thing that sold it, and the main difference. Like, Battlegrounds was very realistic, and you had all your vehicles and everything. Fortnite didn't have vehicles originally, and they had the building, and the building is the big thing. But then you then they have introduced vehicles more recently, and they've also got um, all the crossovers they do. Like they've got the crossovers have been fucking huge for them. And like, funnily enough, the crossovers aren't even just a here's a skin of a character, go have fun. Like in the it's recent full one event, doing, yeah. The recent one they're doing, the recent season, and I'll be totally honest and put my hands up and say I'm playing it because it's fucking fun. Is they've done their entire season is Marvel themed, and in the battle pass you unlock all the different Marvel skins, and then once you've unlocked the Marvel skin, you unlock challenges to get further stuff for the skins. But like, and obviously you can still buy, yeah, pinatas or whatever it is to get stuff, but you can earn them. Yeah, and you, you can earn everything, and you get all your things, and you can buy other skins in the store. But one of the things they've got is um, they've you can find various Marvel weapons when you're playing the game. But then they've got another mode, which is just called Marvel Standoff. And it's just nothing but Marvel weapons. So you can run around with Iron Man's repulsors, just blasting the shit out of people flying around in the sky. Or you can get Wolverine's claws and just run up to people and just fucking munge so them. So here's the thing. I played, I played Fortnite a little bit. Because I wanted to try and play it and get kind of good at it because my nephew was playing it a lot. But he's moved on to, to Modern Warfare. That's what he's playing uh, now. Yeah, Call of Duty. He's, mo- he's moved on to that. Now he's 11. He's kind of Fortnite. Oh, I play can't only Fortnite anymore. Um, and I played it a little bit, Fortnite. Never, ever saw the appeal of it. However, I'd be willing to say right now that is the game of this gen. Well, yeah. It exploded. Like, fucking... No, nothing, nothing, can be, nothing can be more... Um, influential this gen than than Fortnite has been. Yeah. I mean Because it, it was it fucking in and I know it's not as huge in terms of cultural now, but the way that blew up, it was like what Minecraft was last gen. Yeah. Yeah. Just Fortnite was this gen. huge. And as much as like when we spoke previously about last gen and I said for me it was Skyrim was the game of that gen. Um I know it was when he did the decade, right? Mm. Minecraft came out in like two thousand eight ish the betas and stuff but really took off at the end of last gen and the beginning of this gen it boomed and people playing it on ipads and all sorts of shit minecraft was definitely the game of that gen as much as it pains me because fortnite is not anything i'd like to play fortnite is probably the game of this gen nothing has been as big nothing has been as impactful nothing has changed the way video games are moving forward Nothing has... Yeah. Like, when they did the thing where Fortnite just turned itself off for a few days because the world ended, like... Oh, people went mad. Like, just think of the balls of a company to not earn money on a video game for a week because you've turned the fucker off. 
because you've ended it the was world. So funny. Just the balls on them and the fucking, the, you know, the, not just the balls, but the ingenuity, the 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 fucking mindset to go. Look how big this will be. We are going to end the world in our game. Huh? No one knew what was going to happen when the countdown ended, and we are going to end the world. We are turning it off. If you turn your game on, you just see like space. Well, yeah, well, it you know? was it was a little black fucking a black like void vortex, that was, like, yeah. sucking everything in. It was almost like a little black hole, and they they had that on for a few days. And like you should have seen the theories and conspiracies people had. It's about fucking it. huge. Like there no, were numbers on the screen. I, I, I don't doing. even know if a game in history, until then, had the balls to do something like they did. One did. One. Planet side one. Planet side one had an event where, when the servers went down, it was just raining asteroids and killed every player. Once the last player died, OG fourteen. OG fourteen did yeah. the same. When Bahamut oh yeah, they, the they had they had the um, the fucking effect. It was effectively a cataclysm. Yeah, but Bahamut. They had, yeah, they had Bahamut fucking break th- break free from the moon of Dalamud and just absolutely wipe everything out. However. The difference between OG14 was the game was ending. The difference with the game you're talking about, the game was ending, the servers were going offline. Fortnite was still huge when they did it. They did it during a time period when lots of people were still playing the game. And the reaction videos that were going up, what the fuck? That you're playing live. Because these just random streamers, right, that were playing live. And this shit just happened during the middle of their game. And they're like, everyone's standing around and they're seeing shit zip off the screen and disappear in these black holes and everyone's like what the the interesting thing is the jump from before they did that to after when they did that there was a graphical overhaul of it i'm they, sure yeah they, they did actually upgrade the graphics and change them around a bit and made them a bit more well better i guess but everything did change from the first first iteration beforehand to the next one still the same basic game just lots of changes all over the place and like I, I imagine they needed the time with the game offline entirely to do it fair play but like to actually do it fucking well if you I, I, you think about every other online game that's existed MMOs everything it's a rarity that a game takes itself online just to go back <laughs> online again you look at something like Warcraft and how long that's been running they've never done anything like that I mean, where they've 14, yeeted themselves. Fourteen, I say fourteen has server maintenance, and everyone is yeah. Well, that's different. Off while they're server doing maintenance it. happens on all games. I'm talking about something that that makes an event out of the fact that the game is going dark. Oh, well, you yeah, know, okay. yeah. See, they could have done that with Destiny One. They probably should have. When the Cabal invade before Destiny Two, they could have done that as a massive tower defense. That. That would have been a really and good idea. And then when you die, that's it for Destiny 1. You carry on Destiny 2. Yeah, yeah, but they, they also had the thing of they wanted people to still be able to play Destiny yeah, 1 true. for a while. Yeah, but you still kind of die in the end of Destiny 1. Yeah, well, but once Destiny 2 comes up, you just... Destiny 1 carries on. But part, part of the running theme with Destiny is, though, like, you, you do die. die. You die repeatedly. Yeah. You die a lot. And then your ghost fucking drags you back and says, no, you're not allowed to be dead, bitch. And that's <laughs> the thing with Destiny 2 is, no, 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 if you die right now, that's it. <laughs> you I, I can't come back until you that get the shell and stuff. 
like I am really gutted with Destiny 2 because they made a massive deal of you would be ha- you wouldn't have your powers for most of the game and then you get to like level 5 and you unlock your supers and shit again it's like ah oh, it's a cop out yeah, yeah they, but they I don't know how they could have done it they would have had they would have had to make it almost like a run and gun first person for a huge but it already is but, but no but I mean like very corridor E. Because there's no way they could have it as open as it is, and you have zero fucking powers. It would, that would be a that'd be a ball ache. That'd be a real problem. I suppose, yeah. To be fair, I haven't been back to it since the second DLC, and I don't mean the second large fucking annual like the DLC. The second lot of the first ones. Yeah, like I've not been back to it since then. Since the last one I did was. Um, Cade dying. Oh, Shadow Keep. And I didn't even finish that. I was like, you know what? I can't be fucking. No, I Shadow Keep. Fucking Forsaken. Yeah, that's when I got um, up to it. And I was like, I can't even fuck. And they changed shit. They changed so much shit in that point that I was like, I'm not even happy with the stuff you've changed. Towards the end of that one is when Bungie start pulling their head out of their ass and make the game decent again. Like, that's well, when they sort of lose it, all their influence from Activision yeah, Blizzard. I was going to say, that. I'm sure that was around the point where Activision had gone, oh, we're not making money, we're pulling out again. And then Bungie went, okay, so now we can make it good again? All right. Pretty much. Because, not being funny, the only reason Destiny 2 was no good, especially early on, was because of Activision's influence. Like, well, a lot of the stuff with it as well. They fucked it. Speaking of this gen, Destiny 2 was me- meant to be the game in the gen. Should have been what we're saying Fortnite is. Mm. Should have been Destiny 2. When Destiny 2 came out, People jumped off other games to play it at first. Yeah. But then when Fortnite came out, people literally ditched Destiny and started playing that. Hundreds of thousands of people just ditched Destiny and the Destiny kept getting worse and worse. Not not really worse, but the content they were putting into it, because the gunplay in Destiny I still enjoy. Yeah. But the content yeah, it's, they it's were solid. putting into it and the way they were changing things just felt like, oh no, this is all about monetization now. Yeah. Eververse means way more than it needs to mean. They ever did in the first one, and I liked Eververse. The few times I did drop coins on Eververse when I saw something that made that like um, mostly on dies. When they would have a die on offer, and I'm like, "Fuck, I really like that black and gold die, and I like the way it looks." I'm gonna buy like three of them because why not? Now I can die my gear, and I'm done. I can walk away. But then they just changed it because obviously, in, obviously in Destiny One, once you had a die, you owned it forever. And you just yeah, kept you, hold of it. You it was did, just that shader, and you just stick it on. You just stick up. it on. Was in Destiny Two, you yeah, were like have, limited oh. to them. Once you'd use them, if and it you, was per fucking gear piece. Per as well. gear piece, yeah. They took the piss with it. Like fucking a friend of ours, uh, Al. Fucking his nickname for us was Mister Destiny because he was big on the first one. Even he was like, "I don't like this. I don't like what they've done." And that was quite a big thing because he was probably the biggest Destiny fan among our groups. The massive pain in the ass with that one was that you had to also spend the in-game currency to apply the fucking shader, even though you had to buy them separately as well. Yeah, which like thankfully they fucked that off. Well, yeah, but like I I might go back to it again at some point because I I think I'm done. I think I'm done with Destiny. I think I'm done with it because they're probably going to release Destiny free. I in, don't a, in a couple of years' time. In a couple of years' time, I reckon when the PS5 and the Xbox X series launch, they will probably do a massive bundle where it's you get the current expansion and everything before it. If they were smart, they would do Destiny 1 and 2 as one game that you can play through 
they've basically done that now anyway. Yeah. yeah. You can play all the old Destiny 1 content in a cycling thing every week. Oh, shit. So when it, whenever it resets, they go, okay, people have hammered the shit out of Vault of Last, we're going to release Crota's End as the raid for the week. This, this Just is... raids. I'm, I'm talking about the story and the planets. and. The... Oh, that sort of shit they'll probably add in as well. They need, if they did that, I'd probably jump back in. Uh, the only one they're not doing is one of the locations has been destroyed, so... Well, hmm. But that's because of plot, so... Yeah, but they could do something like, here's a time port. Oh, they've never back. done that before. <laughs> Fucking vault of glass. Well, that's what I mean. Vault of ass. <laughs> that's what I mean. They could. Do, they've got it in the law to be able to do something like that. If they oh want no, to. you can't just use time travel. Uh, here's Osiris. <laughs> He's a massive <laughs> cock, but he can time travel. Oh man, Osiris felt like he was such a cunt. If, if in 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 oh, Destiny no. One, he was like a mythical. Legend. Yeah. In, in Destiny <laughs> 2, he was a prick. And you're like, oh my god, this is the guy that we built up in Destiny 1. To be a and massive a piece fucking of hard shit. ass. Then yeah, you get to Destiny 2 whole... and it's like, oh, here's Saint 14. He's so much better than fucking exactly. Osiris. Yeah, because it, like, it was the whole thing of fucking the trials of Osiris in the first one. Which I think they did in the second one as well. But it was the whole thing of like the fucking PvP trials of Osiris to try and get like good rewards and shit. Which is really fucking hard. Because you had to go against other teams of people, and some of the people in that were sweaty as fuck. But like, because they change how you match people on Osiris now. Oh, have they? So yeah. I, th- I it's basically think KD. I think looking at this, gen, so if you're good at the game, you will match up with people as good as you. Yeah, because beforehand you were just matched up with fucking any old cunt. And you just yeah. got absolutely fucking railed into oblivion. But I think with this gen, like looking at, we've we've touched on a lot of games. I think the easiest thing to do now before we end is. A quick fire. So I'll, I'll start off. I'll start with Chris. The action game of this gen. Devil May Cry 5. Jake? Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. The RPG of this gen. Oh, fuck. Okay. I would probably say... Fallout 4. Fallout 4? Okay. Jake? Mm, I'm going to go with Outer Worlds, I think. Okay, no, that's a good one. So this, this is one that we don't really play a lot, and it's probably going to end up being Crash Team Racer or Wipeout. The racing game of this Wipeout. gen. Wipeout. Wipeout. I haven't played one this gen at all. You haven't even played the Wipeout remaster? Nope, I haven't played a single. They gave that away free on the fucking PSN too. About six months ago, it's a really good game. I'm pretty sure I've got it on my library, and I just never played it. Try it; it's a lot of fun. You've not played, you've not played one. So, shooting game, not shoot 'em up, not first person, just a normal shooting game. Just a shooter. Yeah. Doom Eternal. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, probably have to agree. I'd say Doom 2016 personally because. I enjoyed that more because it felt real. No, not real. So because it felt new again. I think story-wise, Doom 2016 was better, but just I prefer how balls of the wall fucking yeah, gameplay-wise, Eternal was just superior. So here's one. I'm going to start with Fire Pro Wrestling because that game was really, really good, and it, it's cheap as fuck on the Japan. Japan um, came from Japan, big in Japan sale at the moment. Mm. Sports game of this gen. Wipe out. <laughs> yeah, the impression I'll play sports, uh, Rocket League. Yeah, no, Rocket League is another one that could be up there for 
game of the gen in, in reality. Like how, it blew up because it blew up and and, and just how big it was. And Jake, <laughs> I think the closest thing to a sports game I've played is probably Fall Guys. That's I suppose. I suppose the, if you the closest thing. Well, if you look at like them weird like gladiators or something, if you call that a sport, then Fall Guys definitely counts. Because yeah, not not being funny, I, I I actually genuinely dislike sports games. I won't play a lot of them. Yeah, if, if, if you take Gladiators, the old TV show, as, as sports, which technically it is. Gladiators, you will go on my first whistle. <laughs> Are Christ. you ready? But yeah, I, I don't really play sports games, unfortunately. So, so fighting game then. Mortal Kombat 11. Fighting games, fuck. Um, I really enjoyed... Dragon Ball Fighters, but I also really liked Tekken 7. See, Tekken 7 is what I would go with. Fuck. Oh. I really, really enjoyed Tekken 7, especially when they had bowling mode into it, which could be a sports game. Tekken bowling <laughs> is a sports game. <laughs> Tekken 7. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd probably say Tekken 7. Yeah, no, I'm I liked you on Dead that. or Alive 6 as well, but I think Tekken 7 was just better. Dead or Alive was riddled with microtransactions. One of the problems. Tekken 7 was with the season passes and stuff, but they gave you a lot in them. Hmm. You know, same as Soul Calibur 6. That gave you a lot in them. So, like, unclassified games. Games that are just hard to fucking classify. What would be one for you that you, like, I really liked? And that would be things like, obviously, it came out before, but, like, Catherine Full Body. It's, like, a really unclassified fucking I, weird get um, random it's, game. It's a, it's a puzzler. Technically um, I a played, puzzler. I played it before the Full Body. I played it back when it was on 360. Yeah, same. It is kind of a puzzle, but it's, it's a, hard, a really hard game to... I identify. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed Catherine as a game. Even even the weird puzzling aspect. Because we will we will do we we will do puzzlers as part of this. But I'm just saying like a, like a game that's just like this really doesn't fit anywhere. Well, it's not really that it doesn't fit anywhere. It's just that it covers multiple genres, and I liked it because I liked the other game as well. Battletoads. No, <laughs> Battletoads is fucking awesome. No, the new uh, Battletoads is Edge. Is, which one? Mirror's Edge. Catalyst. Yeah, I suppose, because it's parkour, shooting, racing involved. Yeah, you're right. Because I played the first Mirror's Edge, but I never played Catalyst. Catalyst was good. It did add a lot of shit, which was unnecessary. Mm. So, Jake, you're an unclassified, hard-to-classify game. Oh, what would be hard-to-classify? Or a game that just has multiple elements to it, where there's racing, there's this, there's, there's lots of different parts to it. Uh, see, I... I don't really know, because I, I think a lot of the games I've played are generally quite easy to classify um persona 5 dancing by moonlight <laughs> <laughs> well that that was that's a jrpg it's a rhythm game so that's rhythm yeah, is rhythm yeah um i don't know i i don't think i don't think there's anything particularly difficult to classify maybe fall guys i know you use it as sports but that was like or maybe even i know it's mobile among us it's very unclassified as a game yeah. it's like weird I don't, I don't know if i could really answer that one because i don't really have anything i think I've, would be appropriate. I've, I've got one for you that you mentioned earlier alien isolation didn't play it didn't play it <laughs> survival horror you reckon yeah yeah that was supposed to be. Maybe, it yeah, because it's really, really weird because it's literally hiding, like hiding simulator. Or simulator, goat simulator, maybe. Yeah, that's unclassified. Yeah, okay, I'll, get, yeah, I'll, I'll say goat simulator then because yeah. I did really enjoy that. It was stupid fun at the end of the day. Yeah. 
So me, me when, when we were talking about sports, I was like, what fucking... I was like, mm, pro wrestling. But then Tony Hawk's is also sport. So those two. I think when I get around to playing Tony Hawk's, because I will, because I love Tony Hawk's one, that will be my sports one. But right, I for sure, I, I reckon it will. It was, such a, it was such a really nice... You know what? Like... 7R had a lot of nostalgia to it and hit me with a lot of nostalgia. Tony Hawk's hit me with more nostalgia than 7R did. In a weird way, because it took me back to playing this with my mates back in the fucking day on the PS1. And I was like, oh, right, I, I remember think, this feeling. I think Tony Hawk's 1 will give me that, but I don't. I still don't think anything will give me the nostalgia that 7 did. Because that, that No, I'm talking did ori- that original 7. Seven. 7R, it did give me a lot of nostalgia, but the changes kind of made me go, what the fuck? Don't, don't get me wrong, the changes upset me overall, but like, well, some of the changes upset me. Other ones I was fine with. But I don't think any game will give me the nostalgia trip that 7R has maybe, so far. Maybe. Personally. It's just me. It felt like it didn't last. I mean, that's the difference between Tony Hawk's and 7R. And I put more hours into to 7R than I did Tony Hawk's. Tony Hawk's, I smashed it. I smashed it. I did all everything you can possibly do in the game. I did it within the first like two weeks of it coming out. 7R played way more. So I think we must be being eavesdropped on by Blizzard because I've just got sent a message that my Blizzard account's been locked. <laughs> F, F in the chat, boys. We were like, fucking Blizzard Press can F go suck chat. my dick. and then Even I... though they sent me that message about fucking five months ago when I uninstalled the Blizzard installer because Destiny 2 was no longer linked to Blizzard. Yeah. So fuck them. I don't need it for now. Yeah, listen, fuck, fuck Blizzard. All, Blizzard can suck my dick. That's literally all I had Blizzard. Um, Free Hong Kong, for. suck my dick, Blizzard. So, so what's what's so, that? So, JRPGs? so, so um, I, but we did say RPGs, but we we'll go JRPGs. Yeah, we we'll do with Chris first. Ah, fucking. Come yeah, back to me. I'll think about it. So, like for me, sorry if I were out. <laughs> JRPG. Yeah, if I if I was gonna if I was gonna go cop out and count a remaster. The Tales of Vesperia remaster, because that is my second favourite game of all time. I might check that out, actually. Because Tales of Vesperia is the first Tales of game I played, but I fucking love the story and the characters. I just, I just dropped about £200 on that Japan store on the PlayStation. Well, when I say I dropped two hundred pounds, no, that's how much it would have cost me without the discounts. Well, yeah, you it cost me about it, it, it cost me about fucking eighty quid, and I got nice. Set Sooner, and I got um, Kakarot, Dragon Ball Kakarot, which is an RPG, which was, was a lot of fun when I did play. When I, I haven't played much of it, I just dipped in on it. I got one of the Tales of games. I got the Valkyrie Chronicle remaster, and a fucking bunch of others, you know, and I, I got. I can't remember what Tales of it was. I think I grabbed one of the uh, Disgaea remasters as well yeah. on it, and a bunch of others. And I was really pleased with. It. I grabbed all the all the Persona dancing games. Um, right. Yeah, if 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 I'm allowed like to a use weirdo. remasters in that one, I'd say Tales of Vesperia. But if I wasn't allowed to use a remaster, I'd probably have to say Persona Five Royal as well. Technically, kind of a good. remaster, but well, Persona Five still had on this gen anyway. Yeah. And but. what they did with Royale, they did make the game better. Yes. They made the gameplay better. They made the fucking maps way better with the yeah. slingshot and the, like, fuck me, some of the maps on the original Persona. The I original the Persona 5 scenes. I gave up on because it pissed me off. Persona 5 Royale, I smashed through it. 
And then obviously with the will seeds to expand on all of the fucking palaces as well. Yeah. At the end of the day. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I'm with you. Persona Five was mine, definitely. Chris, Fire Emblem Three Houses. True, true. Yeah, no, no. That was a brilliant fucking game. We've not really spoke much about Nintendo tonight. Like we we have a little bit, but Nintendo have had some cracking fucking games while the Switch since the Switch launched. And I don't know whether to include the Switch on this gen, but we know within the next two years it will be. Change. They'll bring out a new console. They'll bring a new one. When they release the light, that's normally how they do things. They release like an extra version, and then we've got a few it's years a Switch left. XL. Yeah. Then we've got a few. Then we got a few bit. I'd buy an XL actually. I think sometimes the, the screen on the Switch is a bit small, and especially when I'm traveling, sometimes I'm like, "Fuck, I can't see this." The light shining on the screen from something. When I went to Spain, I was on the plane. The the fucking sun for about forty minutes of it was directly on my screen. But not from my fucking window. From the cunts behind me who had their window <laughs> open. I closed my window because I wanted to see what I'm doing. And their fucking thing was on there. And I'm like, motherfucker. And I, But even then, I was just playing 7. Like, that's what I was doing with my time. Replaying 7. See, I, I know 7 so well that I can play the entire game in my head at this point. Same. It's fucking... It's mad. <laughs> Same. I've played that game. Fuck. So let's say, when did it come out? 97. Yeah. So 23 years. I've probably, and I know I've played it more than this, at least played it twice a year since 97. <laughs> at least. It's one of those games where one day I'll sit there and be like, hmm, what do I play? Fuck it, I'm going to start seven again. And then it will go a week and I'll smash it because I know it so well now that I won't even read. I won't. I don't even need to read the text because I know what's being said. Yeah. That I, I can just go boop, 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 skip three times speed boop, 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 through the whole lot because I know everything. I'm not going to miss anything in this game anymore. I, mean, I know it. I could even let it play and narrate most of what's being said. Maybe making a few not things wrong or paraphrasing, but I could definitely fucking go through the plot and what characters are doing and saying with ease on it. And I, and I played that on the way to and from Spain. And on the way there... It's only like a three-hour flight. I started in the airport, so let's call it four hours. I was out of Midgar by the time I landed. <laughs> With the free time speed and stuff, I just because I know what I'm doing, I can just fucking smash through this now. So I think I think we've got remasters as well. Would be another one all its own, I suppose. As a topic for this gen, remaster of the gen. As much as I like Tony Hawk's, I would say Crash Trilogy is probably the remaster of this gen. Mine's Wipeout. No, Wipeout was brilliant. It and was I, really, really good. And I'd, stepping away from Tales of, because I could talk about it all fucking day, I'd probably say, other than that, mine would probably be Spyro. Because the Spyro trilogy was just so well remastered. So at that point, Activision actually did some good for once. Yeah. With releasing Spyro and Crash. I don't think I don't think Activision had much hand in it, though. I think they basically just left the original companies to do what they were doing. Well, Naughty Dog made... Because it was Insomniac that did Crash. Spyro. Yeah, no, maybe maybe it wasn't Activision that had Spyro. Naughty it, it Dog was made originally. I know that much. Naughty Dog made Crash, but had nothing to do with the remake. Did they not? I don't think so. No. Because oh. I'm pretty sure Insomniac were the ones who redid Spyro because they did it originally. Yeah, no, good on them if they did. 
Yeah, like, okay, new IPs. That's a good one. New IPs. Uh, I mean, my, mine's easy for this. But we'll start with Chris. Detroit. Yeah? Horizon Zero Dawn. The Outer Worlds. Mine. New IP. Like, not not being funny, for, for me, Horizon Zero Dawn... I, it was I great. Was, before, before it was even released, when people were touting No Man's Sky, and I've said this before, but... Fucking people were touting No Man's Sky, and I was like, fuck that, Horizon Zero Dawn. And I was right, and I'm fucking, I stand by it, and I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. In fact, I might replay that again soon, because I loved so, it so much. We'll do Puzzlers next. Ooh, what was a good hmm. puzzler this gen? Oh. Uno. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a fucking puzzler. Um, it kind of is a card game. It's, it's yeah. partly puzzler, partly like strategy game. But I'd say Blades of the Shogun. Never played it. It's fucking difficult. Yeah. Puzzlers, puzzlers. I'll say mine. Tekken 99. No, not Tekken, Tetris 99, sorry. <laughs> See, I'd, I'd almost... Because when I got my Switch, I played the shit out of that too. Oh, I'm trying to think what some of the fucking this-gen puzzles were, because I'm a bit of a blank for them. Puzzles kind of went out the window. They weren't, they there weren't, weren't a big a deal. them. Uh, they made some of those, you know, like um, Gems of War and those things, the f- yeah. the four in a row games. There were a lot of those just randomly passed around. Candy Crush. Fuck that. Oh. But I would say, for me, it was Tetris 99 on a Switch. Puzzler of this gen. Hmm. I don't really think I played uh, any of this gen's puzzlers. I mean, I played Catherine back on the 360, so I know full body will be good. Yeah. But I haven't actually physically played full body, which is the problem there. No, I might. I'm, I'm, that's in the sale, and I was thinking of getting it just so I can get that. Sto- story wise, dick on my game because that's what story that's what wise is interesting. It. Um, the original stories on it were really good, so they've they've added a sexy trans woman to it. So reasonable with a big cock, it's even better, really. Yeah, more, yeah, more options because you want the bigger the bigger the cock on your. Trap the better. That's kind of how it works. Catherine yeah. with a C, Catherine with a K, or Catherine this trans with a P. person with what? Catherine with a P. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine with a big D. Wouldn't that be more like Catherine with a D? Or a P. P P. Penis. <laughs> Catherine with the DP. Yoshi P P hard. Oh boy. Oh man. Yoshi we need to we, we, we need to quickly mention Nick Automata being fucking awesome as well. Actually, would that one be one that's um? Would that come under the? That'd be under JRPGs, wouldn't it? Kind of, yes. Or would we say that's under Hack That might even be unclassified, because it's hard. Cause it, well, hack it's, and Slash, actually. Hack and Slash, I'd put that as well. It's one. Hack and Slash, but it's Shooter as well. Uh, even, Bullet Hell. Even yeah, as, Bullet Hell. Yeah, even, it's technically yeah, like not a shooter. Galarian-style fucking yeah. top-down stuff. And then massive RPG elements. So maybe unclassified, but you're right. I think Hack and Slash is where it goes, and it probably is the best Hack and Slash of this gen. And fucking, it was fucking phenomenal at the end of the day there's so nothing you can say here's a real easy one I will say next strategy Chris strategy XCOM 2 XCOM 2 that's what I was thinking XCOM 2 I'm gonna go and say South Park Fractured Butthole makes Fair. perfectly sense because that was considering how simplistic South Park is and the, like, the level of humour they go for that was fucking incredible yeah no they did really well with that and yeah mine's XCOM 
as well. Or, or free houses. I know you said it for your JRPG, but technically it's a more of a... Well, actually, I'd also say that War of the Visions, even though it's a mobile game... It's still strategy. It's still strategy. And considering it's a mobile game, it's really good. It's, it is the spiritual successor to Tactics at this point. Yeah. So I'm going to go with a difficult one, because we'll skip one of them. Uh, maybe skip two of them for Jake. But for Chris... <laughs> Thinking Xbox, yep. thinking PS4, and thinking Switch, name me three exclusives that you would say are must-buys. So start with the Xbox. Fucking hell, okay. Um, Wasteland 3 for yeah, Xbox. Oh, I agree, yeah. And what, Switch, PS4? Switch next. Okay. Switch, I would say Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And then PS4. PS4, I would say... Detroit Become Human. Yeah. So it's only really PS4 for you. Really, yeah. Um, see, I I could rattle off a list of must-buys because PS4 but just exclusive... One. If someone was to say to you, listen, someone's given me a PS4 for free, tell me one game... That's exclusive to the console that I should play above all else. Spider-Man! I think I'm with you, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Because yeah. um, I would say Horizon Zero Dawn, but now that that's got a PC release as well, it's technically no longer exclusive. Yeah. But, oh, shit, so does Detroit. But, like, there's so many games I could rattle off for PS4 that it's just like, no, you need to play this, you need to play this, because they're all so fucking good. God of War. God of... Dad of boy. Dad of boy. <laughs> yeah, the PS4 exclusives. We can't say enough fucking good things about what they have done as exclusives. In fact, Persona Five. <laughs> maybe, maybe Royal, Persona Five Royal right as well. You know, it's, it's another one. It is another exclusive. At the end of the day, it's um, only on the Playstations. Yeah. So for me, for those three, I would say on the Switch, Free Houses. That's the one I would tell everyone to get. On the Xbox One. Game Pass. <laughs> Fair enough. Just sort yourself out uh, with Game not Pass. Not exclusive, you can get it on PC. <laughs> Maybe not, but <laughs> uh, that's as close as I can get. Xbox didn't have... You can get everything on PC though, Chris, come on. Maybe State of Decay 2, possibly, but I didn't really like it that much. So um, Apparently it's gotten better since they updated it, but to start with, it was shit. So. And the... which, exclusive, which exclusive should you get for an Xbox One? A PS4? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Just buy a doorstop, it's cheaper. And because... Did you go with Spider-Man, Jake? I did go with Spider-Man in the end. I'm going to say for the PlayStation 4, if you want to buy a PlayStation 4 and have a full experience on there that you can't have anywhere else, Yakuza 6. Good Because job, Yakuza games are fucking awesome. And they are like one of a kind. Now, I know Yakuza games are coming to Xbox, and maybe 6 has come out now. I don't know. I think it's still PS4 exclusive. I think so. If not, I would just say Persona 5 Royale because... <laughs> listen, like, people really got fucking batshit at my review, giving it like a 7.5 out of 10. 10 doesn't exist. You never give a game a 10 to me because that means there's no improvements to be made. My uh, favourite game of all time... You, you can't give anything a 10 because nothing is better than Final Fantasy 7. Well, I couldn't even, <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 is only a 9.9 because there are translation issues the graphics don't hold up so much anymore 
Um, there are parts of the story that are just jank in the game where I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah, this cunt Dio in a gold saucer. Fuck off. Like, there are points of it where, like, that doesn't do the rest of the game justice. Little moments in it. So it means nothing is perfect. Final Fantasy VII could literally be improved upon in some capacity. I mean, I'd still give it a ten, but that's in my personal book. But, because, see, but yeah. the reason I won't give any, the reason I won't give anything a ten is because for something to be perfect means that it can't be improved upon, and I think everything can be improved upon. Like graphically, maybe not at the time, but now Funko Pops we, look more realistic than fucking seven. But I don't feel like everything needs to look realistic. No, but it's why I love to, Japanese stuff to, so much. To give it a ten out of ten, I like the animus. To give it a 10 weeb. out of 10, it would have to have zero flaws, and 7 has some really weird flaws in it. Like, really, really fucked up, strange translation issues. But I like that. that. we have named ourselves after, even. But, like, I, I think that adds to its charm, personally. I, I do, too, but it's still a flaw. Whether you take it as adding to its charm or not, it's still something that shouldn't have actually happened in the game. This guy six shouldn't have made it into the game. Someone should have gone through it and gone, wait a minute, I'm testing your game, and this line says this guy are sick. No, it's meant to be is. This guy is sick. This guy is sick. That's what it's meant to say. Like, somewhere along the line, someone fucked up for that to be in the game. Whether I like it or not, which I clearly do, given the name of the podcast, I clearly fucking like it, but it doesn't, it means that the game isn't perfect. If we talk about the compilation and what that did to the game, it fucking definitely isn't perfect. Well, yeah, no, that that goes downhill. But yeah. the compilation can be graded on its own outside of seven because seven does not need the compilation to be good. <laughs> True, and but there are parts there are parts of seven that just aren't fun. Submarine. I I like. No, come on, like you could it could be better. The submarine could be better. Mate, the the entire thing for me takes about what a minute. To get it all done. Oh no, because I know what I'm doing, right? But it's right, not. If that, it's actually, not it's fun. probably quicker than that. It's not fun. I, I still enjoy it. I yeah. like the way it breaks the pace. But yeah. then that—that's personal difference. Yeah. So, so I would say the game ha- everything has improvements. Nothing ever gets a ten. Seven is the closest to a ten you can possibly get. So when I said that Persona Five Royale gets a seven point five, given a nine is the top I would ever give a game. Really, that's kind of where well, yeah. I go to. I'm like. To be You're fair. one and a half points away from perfect in my eyes. And listen, it would have got higher if the game didn't have that fuckery that stops you playing parts of it if you don't fulfill certain bits. Yeah, which is a bit shoddy in my and opinion. And if you're coming to... Because I'd only ever played Persona 1 and 2 before, so I didn't know that 3 and 4 Golden did that shit too. So I'm not coming into it going, oh, I'm an experienced Persona player and I know they're going to fuck me if I don't do something with the social links because they didn't exist in the older games. Like, any anyone who's getting a bit pissy about your personal opinion of what score you'd give it... So there's only the ghost, not, Chris, don't Not worry. being funny. At no point did you say you hated it and you think it's a shit game. You don't think it's a good game. You have said that you think it's a good game. It's just there are parts of it you don't like. Which, yeah. again... Like, there are very few games out there that people will say are perfect, even if they are, even if they are, even if they're not. People will always have a divided or personal opinion on a certain subject. And that's part of the beauty of having a fucking opinion. Yeah. 
But yeah, some people have got funny with it, but it's probably going to get my game of the year unless Ghost of Tsushima is as good as everyone tells me it is and bumps it off. Royale's probably getting my game of the year. If not, it's coming number two because I've only got a few games left to play. You know, Hades and that, and maybe um, Far Cry, maybe... Have you got Judgment? Yeah, I've got Judgment, yeah. That's good. It's good, yeah. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see how Cyberpunk is when it's released uh, in November. Probably, yeah, that's not coming out. Uh, you mean in 2077? <laughs> that's not the title, that's the release date. <laughs> yeah, there was always the release date. Yeah, but yeah, if it does fucking hit with all this crunch shit going on, fucking, we'll so have to we've, see how good we've, that is. We've, in, we've, done, we've done like what we would suggest people play on the PlayStation. Out of this gen, if you could only... So this is a really easy one. It's not one that, I would, that I've named so far in my top. If you could only ever play one game from this gen again Chris what would it be Devil May Cry 5 yeah is this including remasters including everything including everything you only ever play this game from this gen any other game from this gen is now dead and you can never touch it again that's hard because there are so many that I love to pieces so I would go ultimate edition Skyrim (laughs) because you can get so much out of playing it right well, yeah, I find the problem with Skyrim is that I always start the game with the intention of playing it a completely different way, and then I get to like White Run, and then I start leaning into the way I usually play, which is shooting people from range. The brotherhood is what I always do. Yeah, that's the I love guild. the Brotherhood. I think because because Tales of Vesperia is on a previous generation, and by a technicality, I could still play that. I wouldn't have to worry about the remaster. I think I'd have to say Horizon Zero Dawn. Good choice. Oh, but fucking! But then there's Ghost of Tsushima, which I really loved as well. And God of War. No, God of Spider Man. For me, God of War wasn't as good as I found Horizon Zero Dawn was. It was very, very fucking good, but I preferred Horizon Zero Dawn. But then that that puts me at the thing of Ghost of Tsushima because I loved that as well. I think I'd I'd struggle between Ghost of Tsushima and Horizon Zero Dawn. I reckon you'd go Horizon because of the exploration involved in the game. While Ghost of Tsushima, from what I can see, does have exploration, oh, yeah. it is kind of similar to what you would get from Assassin's Creed in terms of content. Horizon Zero Dawn isn't close to Assassin's Creed. Horizon Zero Dawn is a game that... For me, what made me really like that game was going through the rubble and finding like the old tech and shit. Oh, yeah. That stuff yeah. appealed to me so much that I was like, this game's rad. Just from that alone. In fact, I wish there was more of that in the game. One one of the things I was a bit gutted about was that you couldn't actually take down a tall neck. Yeah. I re like they they were they were big enough the tall necks to be really interesting and all all they ended up being was a you climb its neck, get to the top and unlock some of the map. Yeah. I'd have quite liked a chance to take out something that big. Oh, you mean the Tornex's just a tower from Assassin's Creed or fucking Far Cry? Thank a you. moving, it's a moving tower yeah. at the end of the day. They were good climbs, don't they get were. me wrong. But they were always interesting and fun. And when you first see one, you're like, "Fuck me, look at the size of that gun!" <laughs> and they can kill you. Yeah, because <laughs> if you get under them, they'll fucking step on you. Yeah. <laughs> fucking uwu, <laughs> uwu dead deaths. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, I probably, I probably would say Horizon Zero Dawn. So we're closing up. We're, we're we're at the end. We're done, right? We haven't got much I mean, else. There's to only one more category we could possibly cover for this gen. Go for it. Indie games. True. Undertale. Dead Cells. Dead Cells. Ugh, um, trying to think what I've played that is an indie game. Really. Um, ugh, I 
guess four guys again. Four guys. Yeah, again. That counts. Because no, it, it, it was yeah. fun. Well, yeah, mine's Undertale because it hit me differently. What? what it, I wasn't expecting it to be what it was when I played it. I was like, oh, this is actually good. You know, like, like I'm shocked. It was the fact that it turned it on its head and it punished you for following the usual RPG tropes of murder everything in sight for XP. Yeah, and even if you do... So I played it through and I was like, oh no, I hate this. I'm killing things and I really shouldn't be killing things. I feel bad for doing it. So I got to that point, so I was like, I'm going to delete my save data and I play from scratch being good. And then it remembers what you did. No, no, because I deleted my save data, so it didn't remember what I did. I got through it and it treats you like you knew what you were doing. And it's like, no, you are not you are not without morals because you've you've chosen to play this game this way because you knew this is not on your morals and this is not how you are like and it's, it's fucked it's up better as fuck yeah because when i when i first played it first i was like right i'm restarting and it did the thing where it was like don't fucking fool me i know what you did i know who you killed i know what you've done I was like, this fucking thing. No- it's like Psycho Mantis reading my memory card, you piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you. I I, t- I tried doing every run on the Switch. I've done the neutral run. I've done the pacifist run. The genocide run. I got to Undyne and just cannot fucking get past her. Yeah. But see, that's when you get the most powerful. Though. Like if you do the genocide, it's such a fucking level jump in scale. From yeah, what you've been fighting before. So th- th- that's my indie game of this gen because it was different. And a lot of people will sit there and go, oh, I fucking hate it. Like, Undertale gets this weird hate because the community in Undertale was weird. Yeah. The, the no, Under- Undertale that. fan community, fuck you. You're all pricks. You're weird, right? You're like shippers. Fuck those cunts too. They can suck my dick. They, they'd probably love to because they've never sucked a dick in their life because they're fucking fat troglodytes sitting there masturbating over characters that they fucking get off to fuck you cunts you can go suck my you can suck my balls literally like oh you're, you're like not even worth the arabian goggles like speak, speak, speaking of you know <laughs> fat troglodytes and things the other thing i suppose it's worth a mention is mmos where True. there's not really been a lot of 14. new or yeah there's not really been a lot of new popular mmos released Black desert a pso2 um yeah, there have been a couple, but not many. But one of the things that I think is interesting is the expansions are what keep them going a lot of the time. And the expansion for 14 Shadowbringers was fucking phenomenal. But World of Warcraft fucked up so badly with Battle for Azeroth. Uh, the newest one? Yeah. They, yeah. But they fucked up so bad with Battle for Azeroth that a lot of people jumped ship into 14 because Shadowbringers was that good. Which was interesting. One of the channels that I watch on YouTube does a lot of um, 14 stuff, and she jumped on to WoW to see what the fu- hype was about, and went, yeah, that's a shit. <laughs> fuck this. It, it's weird. Anyone I know who plays WoW, I've tried to tell them, just play 14. Because yeah. when I speak to people that are playing WoW, they're basically just going through the motions of shit they've been doing for years. It's almost like, it's oh, a comfort I've put a lot of time into this. It's like, seriously, play 14. 14 is a better game, in my opinion. It's also than, worth than your time. Was. Yeah, and like story-wise, it's fucking phenomenal. And and like the the one of the biggest pet peeves I've heard from people who play World of Warcraft or used to play it was you don't feel like a hero. You feel like another cog in the machine, and you're just one of these people helping the heroes to be heroes. You're just a fucking. You're just another number. You're just yeah. another soldier. Whereas in 14, you are the hero. You are the warrior of light, and all of the NPCs around you are helping you 
in the things achieve, that you need to achieve do the goal. Yeah, and I know like some people don't like that. I've heard criticisms like, yeah, when I go on a raid, what we are all the warrior of lights, and it's like you're kind of not meant to think about that. Like technically, you are, and you're all experiencing the same missions well, and the same that's story. That's the thing. Like your character is the warrior of light. When you go on a raid. They actually they've they come across it before and like when they talk about it in story, they say, gather a group of your your adventurer friends. So you are the warrior of light. The other people are adventurer friends who are helping you yeah. to fulfil the job roles that you can't. Yeah, you're do not meant to think of them as fellow warriors of light. You're meant to just think of them as fellow adventurers. But at the same time, there is also the thing of there are other warriors of light. There are multiple people with the spark of the warrior of light yeah. who are around, which is what the other adventurers effectively are. They, they, um, one game that for me was probably the best, and not not as an MMO, but in a way of doing that, is Defiance, which got a re-release like Defiance twenty fifty three or whatever the fuck it was called twenty three fifty three, which no one played. It's a really shame that no one jumped on it. Try and make lots of MMOs they're well known for it but Defiance people just didn't jump on Defiance played kind of like Mass Effect but as an MMO so a lot of a lot of fun and the story in Defiance is you are an Ark Hunter and as Ark Hunters you go and discover shit that falls from the sky and there's this overarching plot but you never do shit alone like when you go and do a boss there's like three of you on the boss and it's like all three of you took him down. So when it goes round, when when you hear the news in the game, the news in the game says a group of arc hunters took down blah 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 blah. So it could be any arc hunter at that point, because even the yeah. people you took it down with, you'll probably never see again, and they'll never see you again in the game because it's 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 done that way. And I, I really like that, like that you are one of the arc hunters that en- ended the issue in the game that that solved the conflict. And they did that really well. So, so the 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 last thing I'd almost like to put a thing is almost like an honourable mention. Some a game or something from this gen we haven't mentioned so far that we okay. think is worth a mention before we close out. Hmm. Because we we've mentioned a lot of things. But yeah. There's been a lot of stuff this gen. Like there's been a lot of games around. Well, you go first. See if you can jog any memory because I can't think off the top of my head of something that I was like, "Fuck, this was good." So, like Lego Worlds or some shit. I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't play Lego. No, I, 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 only, um, I only bought it because it was meant to be Lego X Minecraft X Marvel superheroes, where your character could be powered up to do shit. It was not that. No. Well, like, I, I was looking, I was looking through the list a second ago, actually, and I was looking at various things, and there, there has been an awful lot. I mean, like, Death Stranding was a shit show. Um, True. So there, there's been a lot of a lot of games like that that. I suppose aren't really worth the mention, but I suppose having it mentioned at all is fine. But there are, there have been so many games, and just looking across the list, it's like Jump Force is another shit show. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll name one that I, I didn't play too much of, but I played it a little bit, and if we're going to do an honourable mention, I'm going to go Conan Exiles. Don't even think I know what that's about. It's a Conan MMO. Oh, I think right. I think because yeah, it is. Yeah, and I didn't play it for long, and I thought this is actually quite good. If we're doing an honourable mention, that was probably not going to be mentioned by us. Conan Exiles is one that maybe deserves a mention. 
because fr- frustratingly, I fucking I had a couple in my head and they just fucking disappeared as I was at, I was suggesting the thought. I was like, oh shit, what was I thinking? Um, so Chris, <laughs> mm-hmm. a- a- any 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 sort of game that we haven't mentioned so far that you think is worth a, a quick mention? Dishonored two. True. That that was really good actually. I was I was very impressed with how they continued that on. To be honest, um, the death of the outsider DLC kind of panned. Did but... we even did we mention Uncharted four? We didn't. No, because that's um, one that maybe is better than Conan actually. That's worth mentioning. I I remember the one I was thinking of now. I was fucking Monster Hunter. Yeah. Um, was, oh oh Monster shit! Hunter, Monster Hunter uh, was alright. Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter World, I was very impressed with. That's that's another one from this gen that I, I played and we hadn't mentioned. It was actually that was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of a lot of really cool shit in that game and a lot of options for weapons. And then when they did the fourteen crossover where you had the fucking behemoth in it, that was so fucking hard, but so much fun. And you could fight Raytheon and I don't know the... why we haven't mentioned. Yeah, this. Rathalos. You mean Rathalos? This, this, this is mine. I don't. Know. I mentioned Conan because it's popped in my fucking head. Uh, honorable mention has to be Bloodborne. Bloodborne, yeah, <laughs> like it yeah. has to be. Even unanimously yeah. between the three of us, it's got to be Bloodborne, right? Because it's it's fucking really good. I'm still waiting on Bloodborne too. It will happen. It will happen. It, it will be a PS5. It will be a PS5. Bloodborne. Bloodborne. So play Bloodborne, motherfuckers. Yeah. So lo- lots lots of games. If you if you want some really good suggestions, you know, list list some of the shit we've we've mentioned down. Go back across and get some. Yeah. Of the and if you like in. Bloodborne and Ghost of Shima, play Sakura. Yeah. And stop shipping you hairy titty troglodyte. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> Okay, some of your ships are fucking horrible. None of this shit, Le- and leave motherfuckers alone, you dumb cunts. Yeah, stop, stop shipping Squall and Renoa. That's fucking incest. You incest, you dumb fucking fucks. filthy. Cunts. And Necrophilia, because Squall's dead. Squall's dead. Yeah, she's riding a dead dick, and no one wants to ride a dead dick unless you're Tian, who's not here, so we can <laughs> we can rag on him. And I don't think he listens to him back, so he won't know. <laughs> Only if we yeah. tell him to. Only if we tell him to. Yeah, no, but he might do because he's missed two in a row, so he might be like, oh. What have we missed? Oh, you cunts. Yeah, you cunts. And then shout out to my mate Kurt. You've lost weight. You still don't own Breath of Fire 3, but I did and I loved it. And then when I when I got older and um, I was poor at the time, I resold the game on eBay for about 80 quid. So I made worth a profit because I paid 15 quid for the fucker. So worth it so we are we are this guy's sick it's hard to say now am i this guy's sick i suppose i am and you are the this guy's sick cast is that yeah. what it works yeah or crew crew yeah well cast uh, and crew technically <laughs> it, 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 it's difficult because everyone goes this guy's sick is me so that people say say that and i know why it's because i i have been the face you you are the face. you are the face uh so yeah so i am this guy's sick and you are the this guy's sick crewmates you're my free company. <laughs> yeah. And I, I hope you enjoyed it. I really like this one, actually. It was a bit more laid back than usual. We stayed on topic. No dong talk. Um, no, yeah, no, thanks, no, Tian. No, no talking about massive cocks or anything like that. We, we managed to get through this without any gayness. No in the penile anus. distractions. There was, there was no, like, you know, cocks or anything. Nothing. No lock prick talk. So, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> and listen, check us out on Patreon because I want to make this bigger. In order to make this bigger, it needs to earn more. We need your support. 
We need your support. And I'm going to give a quick shout out to everyone who has contacted me buying merch because you guys fucking rule. Like Charlie, he bought one. Charlie McIver, he bought some masks. Thanks, Charlie. You're really cool. Larissa's bought fucking tons since we we started. Buy the shirts. Um, They're fucking comfy. Yeah, no, they are. You guys are awesome. Like, and and you guys are fucking. You you guys are rad for that. Like, really happy with that. There are some people that are unknown that haven't made themselves known to me that have bought stuff, and it's like just tell me so I can give you guys a shout out because you genuinely deserve a a shout out because. You've bought stuff. You've you've helped us grow. Um, Eric is another guy who bought the Loveless one, which I've gotten now, and he's like, man, the quality of it's really cool. I really enjoy it. Um, one thing I will say: if you do buy shirts, wash them inside out. That's what the website tells you to do with the with the 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 print on the front. Put them into my inside out to wash them to protect it. Yeah. Um, so so just do that. But yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you very much for for spending a bit of money on helping us grow and move towards stuff. We, we do we love have, you guys. We do have a .co.uk now, which is this guy's .co.uk. There's not much on it. It's just a link to other places, a link to our Twitter, a link to our merch store, a link to our episodes. It's going to grow. That's all you need. Um, at the end of the day, the more the more support you can give us, the more we can do. Yeah, the, the more, more we can The do. more time that we can free up because we're not having to do other things, you know, the more we can put out for you guys. Yeah, because the thing is, we've all got jobs. Yeah, full full time in in you know all our cases really. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I, I've just started an extra job on the side because I just need, money is a thing. I need, that we all money need. is a thing. <laughs> you know, this and but then I understand people who can't who want to because I've had people and I'd love to sign up but I really can't right now. Listen, COVID's been a cunt to all of us, so I understand. You don't, you don't have to tell me when, when you're good. Sign up if you want to. I'm not, I'm not forcing anyone, but if you really want to support us, Patreon is the best way to support because we get the majority of the money. Uh, t-shirts you might buy like a fucking long sleeve for 20 quid but we we literally see like two pounds from it not even that it's two dollars we see from a t-shirt so it ends up being about a pound 70 i think yeah per one now if we sold a thousand of them i wouldn't be even mentioning well, it but we're only set we've only sold so far with between masks and shirts something about like 80 in total which is good i'm not i'm not i'm not denying it but if you really really want to support then Patreon's the way. Or Ko-Fi. We accept Ko-Fi, which is just a one-off donation service. So, yeah, check those out. It's ko-fi.co-fi.com forward slash this guy's sick or patreon.com forward slash this guy's sick. As I said, I am Sam Valentine. I'm being joined by... Chris with a K, the lady way. And the Asian sensation himself... Jake. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Ciao.